practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checks on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And we're late. We're late to our own lateness. But it's a cool number. I'm that other guy, Dave. It's a cool number, 433. That's pretty cool. Yeah, right? Sweet. <laughs> I just had Mercury Retrograde on my rig as we started the show. Yeah, that was crazy. Everything broke down, like technological breakdown. All right. Well, welcome to it's the show. It's a symptom of 2020 right now, man. It is. That's what happens when you live the oh, same look at day Tate. for 237 days. Tate's like, I just got days. to my computer. Come on, Tate. Come on now. It's okay, Tate. We'll be fine. So say, we have, Tate, we're busy for another hour. We have back at uh, six. our yearly October Ron Wallace show. We have to have one. I mean, it, right. it's impossible to not check in with the, the man himself, the world record pumpkin grower, Ron Wallace. I thought he invented pumpkins. Wallace Organic Wonder is the name of the company. Uh, former sponsor of the show. I hear, I hear, I hear uh, word on the street is he may, he may jump back on board. Because he knows the Adam Dunn show helped solidify him in the world of massive pumpkins. Not really. I mean, he was. Does already, he? Does he know we'll take a sponsorship fee in pumpkins? Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But Ron's going to check in with us. I think he's had a really hard year. It sounds like it was not that. This is not the crushing year. This is about as bad in the pumpkin world as it is in every other world right now. It's like it's, it's inevitably trickle down. To uh, a drought-like situation, it sounds like on the East Coast, and we'll get all the gro- gloom and doom from him. And uh, we'll, but we're also going to check in with Tate, uh, who was on the show quite recently. So it's not like we're ran out of ideas, but we uh, have a kind of an update <clears throat> because maybe was it three shows ago we had Gannon and and, and the crew on. So Gannon uh, had this amazing crop uh, when he was on the show. We were talking about harvesting it, and I got to watch. Everything go just like we talked about on the show. The highs, the lows, the fucking possibilities of of, of not getting something out of your entire crop because you fucked it all up because of one particular reason. But we're going to talk about how he almost came so close to losing a big majority of that crop. Mm. But he but he made a phone call, and it was just took the, the, the one phone call. And then I called the pizza Tate. man. He called the pizza man. Call, he called me, oh. and I called Tate, and then Tate saved oh. the day. So I was like, all right, let's let's. Do the victory dance on this one because at least for once, it was not. It wasn't uh, Hold like. Hold on, a, Adam. Take it wasn't hand, hindsight. Put it up like this. What do you Put thought? your hand up like this, and then just reach back. Yeah. And then back, back. Just pat yourself oh. in the back right there. I'm telling you there though. You go. Telling you all it takes. No, there but it was. But it was good to see it in in action. Like we literally had, because Tate had showed me his uh, drying his drying machine, which was amazing, and it's a separator too, so it's not just drying. It's actually separating your fiber from your from your uh, uh, material that you can actually make extracts from so you don't have all that fiber in your material, which, you know, l- l- decreases your yield and all the above. But basically, if you, uh, if you take all that into effect, he basically had a failed crop, technically a failed crop because of the fact of 
as we'll explain during the show later, just harvest nightmares. And the one thing about cannabis you can always, always guarantee is that if it can fuck something up, it's going to fuck something up when it comes to harvest machinery, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to do all that, have a little update. And we're going to have James Bean, man on the scene, is going to be calling in. He's got some news. He's going to be the new news guy, what? actually. He's our new news, news guy. Yes, he is the new news guy. Because Wait, is it seed news or is it like general news? Like it's seedy news, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, pretty seedy. Um, somebody, somebody bred with someone and popped a big one, and there's a there's like some some testicle seeds coming down or something. Testicle seeds, <laughs> Dave. Where, you know, where the new, fuck are you new, going right now? Big cojones. Where the fuck are you wow, going? Wow, man. Wow, Dave. Wow, you. <laughs> I checked out for two seconds. And I came the back. Bagels and have kicked he in. He came back hard. and I, 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 the I the brought bag- it into the weeds. Bagels are kicking in. Um, no, he's got some yeah, That's news. what I'm going to do. I'm going to eat a gummy at the beginning of every show. Well, he's, re- he's realized that it's hard to be man on the scene when you can't go anywhere anymore. Because, you know, before he was like, he was here, he was there, he was everywhere. Now he's in Oklahoma. So there's like his scene is being reduced. So he will be our news segment of the show since Dave failed miserably and so did MTI and pretty much everybody else who I've asked like, hey guys, could you do one thing? Like, give me the news. I don't have to think about that part because... Otherwise, it's like, what is this, the Actually, Adam Dunn I, show or I, I something? Guess. Is this the, the Adam Dunn show, I got to do everything kind of thing? Or what? Right. Let's do some Fuck. cannabis news then. What? I was on an interesting oh, no, call yesterday. You, you had some cannabis news, actually. Man, we're going to have a news section today. News on news. I did? What, what, was, what did I have? What did I? Nothing. He doesn't have anything. Don't Shit. worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. No, I got, I got cannabis news here. So apparently, I was on this call last night with uh, a federal lobbyist, a Republican lobbyist, who runs a multi-billion dollar fund who literally has the freedom to walk into President Trump's office and talk to him about anything at any time. And he had some really interesting views on the future legalization of cannabis. And it it's just, I'd, I'd love to hear everyone's opinions on this, but my, my take is on it that really here in Colorado, a vote for John Hickenlooper for Senator is a vote against cannabis because Cory Gardner has come out and been positive and pro-cannabis his whole time in office. And there is this rumbling that if the Democrats take control of all three branches of government, that they will schedule two cannabis, which would fuck everyone up. And your friend, what was his name? Um, <clears throat> the, uh, the guy who runs that, um, God, I'm spacing his name right now. You know him, he started the first cannabis club in california do you remember his name mm. they had the tv show right is that what you're talking about like the no, dude well, with he, the... his his take is is that there has to be complete descheduling that if either power uh, either party comes into power you don't want to and you, you don't it want it to be schedule too you don't want that because that's bullshit no right there. That's, it's that's bad it's worse but that's the that's the rumblings that what will happen with the democrats because joe biden has been around for so long and considers still considers cannabis a gateway drug kamala harris has locked up so many cannabis users in california it's ridiculous they just do not have a good cannabis track record right now in the in and the they, vice president debate uh, kamala said something about decriminalizing marijuana and, and yeah like, that's the key though decriminalizing is not exactly a good no i know that's like that's, that's sneaky, why i said it that's yeah. total sneaky shit right there when you hear the word right, decriminalize exactly. you know you're getting fucked so don't don't go for that's that. like asking somebody the question when's the last time you beat your wife you is, know is it's it? it's a terrible terrible thing i guess yeah, leading the witness leading the, the witness leading the witness right yeah 
And so I'm, I'm not, I, it was interesting. I, I, and he tried to take the position that Trump is just going to deschedule if he gets elected again. And I argued back. I said, well, the, what, what, why would he fucking wait for that? He could have guaranteed himself a second term three months ago if he announced descheduling of cannabis. Because there wouldn't be 47 million people early voting. We'd all be home and stoned. Are you talking about, going, are you talking about, fine. are you talking about D'Angelo, Steve D'Angelo, or are you talking about somebody else? I'm talking about Trump. No, I'm no, talking no, about the, it wasn't. It's not. I know because I was no, like, no, no, Steve no. I was like, that's no, because that's what the, that's Chet Dang, and I was like, no, no I, I, I got him in my notes. He, some he, uh, guy. It's some guy. no, no, hold on, uh, I'll find it later. But uh, we sp- we I spoke to you about him. You knew him from way back when. Of course, and he is total descheduling, 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 and he painted a very sobering picture of what could possibly happen to our beloved industry. If well, that's the, that's the people don't. don't realize is that we're we've been in this weird phase. Like every state that comes online is like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. And then if you're if you're in a state that already happened, you know for a fact that it it didn't happen. It's like it got worse because you know all of a sudden, you know, within 24 hours of, of legalization, it kicks in and the people start realizing how much they're going to be spending on taxes, what they're getting for their money. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And you're like, well, we actually like the old system. And it, take, I mean, the thing is, cannabis should just be like tomatoes, really. I mean, it should be like just like anything else. Like, it should just be like some some veggie. You just go out and you grab some seeds and grow it yourself. And and then it can always be a professional guy out there who's making pasta sauce. You know, <laughs> like we can't make pasta sauce, right? But you can still people still got whole aisles of the shit, right? So it's like mm-hmm. there's always going to be a brand. And there will be somebody out there who's lazier than than you. And that's kind <laughs> His of his name is Jason Beck. That oh, was Jason. Here. Yeah, of that, course. He yeah. Was on, yeah, yeah, Jason. So he, he is so From Oz, brilliant the name and smart. Of his, the club is Oz, and yeah, he's definitely... Uh, Oz, that yeah. was it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's running a lobbying firm, Impact 420, right now, and they're trying to speak to, to representatives on both sides of the aisle to really encourage them to deschedule. Because if we... And it's... I, 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 honestly, I, this one gets me nervous. Hmm. This one gets me nervous. They could come in with a stroke of a pen and they could make it a, a schedule two pharmaceutical. And we know how much I mean, power have the a, pharmaceutical industry I have, I have industry a hard has. time believing that they're going to go against the, the, the industry though itself. I mean, it's kind of like they, they, we've proven ourselves pretty well as far as like if you look at, you know, as the states are rolling out, most places are getting benefits out of this. There's more benefits than not, you know, and if they aren't, it's, it's usually based on location and, and just, you know, of course it's going to be harder if you're in a already difficult place and then you throw weed into the mix, just makes it that much more tempting to get robbed, et cetera, things like that. But when you get like, but if you look at the bigger picture and how much, how much it, uh, tax money it generates, how much, uh, you know, social things come on, it's like they, they that actually are positive. It always outweighs it. You know, it's like, in the, I, I think actually, and tell me if you disagree, but I think it's CBD that's going to ch- save the industry because CBD has become so globally popular and it's just one cannabinoid in the cannabis plant that they can't unfuck that one. They're not going to be able to roll that one back. It's too ingrained into mainstream products now. So I think when it comes down to it, they're going to stabilize the CBD supply chain and the minor cannabinoids. Then in a few years, they'll unfuck themselves and just roll THC into an already existing legal framework for how you can distribute cannabinoids. I think the That's key is take. that I think the key is that everyone's going to figure out like okay, 
like I said, CBD is definitely the poster child and definitely gets the most positive press and people are always, you know, it's so great. Well, it is good. I mean, it's definitely beneficial, but it's not without THC, in my opinion, it's, it's barely there. And so I think once people get that idea, like they realize, oh shit, you actually need all these cannabinoids, not just one single one. That will help um, possibly pull it into the, into the forefront. But I think also what's going to happen is through all the different scientific studies that go on now, uh, over the next few years, they're going to unlock so many things and it's going to come back to THC each time. They'll be like, fuck. But you need to, and I guess we got to have to have it. So it's almost like it's the uh, necessary proponent that's in the fucking, or component, I should say, necessary component within the plant that is totally necessary for full function, functionality. And I'll, but I'll accept the compromise that all we have to do is talk about minor cannabinoids for the next few years and try not to talk about THC. And eventually the wave will, you know, kick forward again. And uh, it, we, nobody will give a shit, but it has to stay descheduled. So if you're somebody who is active and you speak with your legislators, you really need to be talking to them. You can go to Impact 420, which is Jason's site, and you can learn how to speak with them, the little buzzwords you give or the letters you write, but we want descheduling. Yeah, even understanding even understanding what a minor cannabinoid is, because that's something that a lot of listeners probably don't have a fucking clue what you're talking about. They're like, what the fuck's a minor cannabinoid? And then all that means is, you know, THC and CBD being the primary ones that everybody's sort of focused on. Now CBG and CBC and CBN. THCBA. And, you know, and then it goes down the list, but there's all these other minor cannabinoids, which are really where all the magic's going to be in the next few years. Like that's where all of a sudden they're like, holy shit, look at how this thing binds to this receptor. And it'll be like magic where it's those We little... just discovered CBDEFG. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Teaches you the alphabet. 100%. No, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's exciting times in that way, but it's also, it is, like you said, it's precarious in the sense of we're not out of the woods yet. It's still all over the fucking place. You know, you got states that are full wreck. They go straight to wreck to skip medical entirely, which is always funny to watch because then they really are looking at it from a completely different view. Revenues. They want revenues. And, and you know, it was really sad the f- when, when, like, um, when Oregon kind of went, you know, destroyed its own medical system and when, when Washington State and all these places just sort of, like, gave up on it in a weird way. You're like, really? Like, people don't just Wait, stop, I gotta, I gotta stop dis- becoming with medically... With all due respect. <laughs> what? With all due respect, I think the reason that Washington and Oregon's medical program struggled and eventually will fizzle in in Oregon is because they didn't tax it. Washington had no taxes on it, so therefore they couldn't buy representation in their legislature. Nobody stood up to protect it. It was just a bunch of smart people who tried to convince people of the beauty of, of having a medicinal program. They didn't see it because they weren't getting the tax revenues. So they created, uh, what is it, I-5053, which did away with well, medical I, well, in I think, Washington? I think that'd be fine if it was truly... The problem is is that it is all sort of half-assed because if it was medical, when you say medical, to me, it's like, is it because people want cheaper, better weed or is it because they truly are medical? If they're truly medical, it shouldn't even have to pay for it, right? It should just be like, that should be absorbed into the actual uh, main part where... Like, I don't mind if a portion of my proceeds went to all medical patients getting their own free cannabis. That'd be no problem with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think everybody would be like, sure. Oh, it's like rounding up your fucking sale at the 
at the supermarket, right? If it was like, hey, would you mind rounding up your sales so people can get free weed? Everybody, fuck yeah, round that bitch up to the next ten dollars. I don't <laughs> give a I shit. I sign up for that program. You know what I mean? It would be it would be huge. And if you think of every single sale, like I mean, we Colorado was like what was, how was it was like over a billion on, in a like last month or something crazy, right? Yep. Yeah, it was, it's 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 there. It's crazy amounts of money so going on right now. Easily, a portion of that could go to giving free medical cannabis because then the numbers of the patients would become more realistic, right? Instead of it being like we've got 108, like because Colorado became the most, it was always the healthiest state, and then because of medical cannabis, it became it dropped way down the list because. You can't be both healthy and a medical patient at the same time, right? If you're like, hey, I'm a medical patient <laughs> for cannabis, but I'm really healthy, it doesn't really make sense. So you had to like throw those numbers into the mix, and all of a sudden we went from like the top, top state to like number 10 or something like that. Yeah, but didn't we only have at our height about 180,000 med registered medical patients? And I don't think it ever got above that. I mean, no, but that's still a pretty good number of people at a, you know, just a chunk. This state's only 5 million, right? So. Right. But in general, it was always funny to see how, you know, like if you took the real numbers of those. So out of those 180, probably 80 were truly like 100% medical to the point where like they were homebound or, you know, had a condition that was obvious, you know, like, okay. We yeah. call that the above the line, mm -hmm. right? So when you were filling out the form, um, the top three they would put, right, was cancer, HIV or AIDS, glaucoma. And then they put this thick line, and then they had the other four requirements down to severe pain. So we used to say that if you're above the line, man, not only should it be free, right? you should be the people that they're bringing towards in front of our elected officials so that it can be medical, right? To, to be medical, you need to be able to claim it on insurance. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, nobody ever pushed. No one ever thought about how that would happen. Nobody ever sat down to create a framework for saying, you know what, in five years after the program is, we're going to eventually allow you to, you know, if it's medical and we believe in it, you're going to claim it on your, your Kaiser insurance or whatever, you know, PCP you have. And, mm -hmm. and you get it, maybe it's not free, but it's discounted the same way you get discounted prescriptions. And sure. Well, but, I mean, and that's, and that's the, uh, you know, the, the crazy part about it is we're going on like 10 years close to 10 years and they still haven't really figured that out you know it's like come on we can we can implement things like this on a state level but once it goes federal which is what we were saying earlier um yeah it's going to be really sad times because there's going to be huge money getting involved the second that happens everything changes not only does yeah. does your you know local sort of situation change but like the whole the whole vibe is going to be different you know so well the, the rumblings i'm hearing from some of the people i know in the financial markets are that if the democrats take over everything the only reason was jeff sessions democrat today it's wow like, no i'm pro cannabis i'm pro cannabis that's what i want you know that's what I I, i'm really pro listen um <laughs> a, a, a mutual friend of ours gave me the business and i i listened to his point and he is he's absolutely spot on hmm. right a vote for John Hickenlooper in this election. This is Colorado we're talking about. Is a, is a vote against cannabis because... It always has been. We, already, we knew Hickenlooper was not worthy, worthy of any of our votes ever. But I then. call it the, the Hickenlooper principle in regards to the fact like somebody like Jared Polis has his aspirations on a higher office. Therefore, he doesn't want to be so progressive with cannabis 
The same reason Hickenlooper didn't do it because he actually thought he was viable for the presidency. That didn't work. So, out. no. Well, because he took the wrong position on cannabis. I, I, I don't, you know, I'm screaming this. All you had to do was come out in favor of cannabis, okay? All the people who kept calling it a gateway drug, mm -hmm. you know what? Newsflash. They're fucking old now, mm -hmm. okay? They're old. Yeah. There's way more younger people out there who just, they smoked. They know it's not a gateway drug. They didn't start doing crack and heroin, you know? So this, that whole notion is gone, um, unfortunately, you know, the Democrats right now are bringing forth a very old candidate. The Republicans are, too. And neither of them wants to take a position on cannabis. And I, I think I, that I, could I have been a swing. I, I know. I always find it crazy, too, because it's like, it's pretty damn obvious. I mean, it's like any, any show you watch, this the word cannabis or joint or anything, and all the whole crowd goes fucking nuts every time. It doesn't matter what crowd it is. It could be like a bunch of conservative-looking people. And they, they seem to, it just strikes a chord every time. So it's like, how easy is it to fucking get people excited on such an easy thing and plus it's already like the whole industry is already happening and it's taking care of itself so you didn't you wouldn't even have to do anything you just have to go like give it a thumbs up and that's that's all you would open have to the do. gates that's it yeah just let us go we know what to do but you know you talk about getting people motivated in it i would suggest that if you have someone in your life that is taking the position of you know it's a drug i don't want to do it <clears throat> you have to google or go to youtube and do three grandmas smoke pot mm -hmm. and that, yeah. they do three cops smoke pot they did three grandpas it is you 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 can't make this shit up you they're they were just like oh how do i use this they just show them which end to smoke from and then they're laughing and having a great time and relaxed and enjoying nobody hit anybody nobody freaked out you know nobody said hey would you pass me a crack pipe now you know, it was it was anything. Oh, look, we almost had we almost had a puffco malfunction there for a second. No, I almost stepped on my stepped on my own fucking head. <laughs> like, you know, but I highly encourage you to that. That's something you really should watch. If it, it just that, oh, yeah. that's a great way to open up cannabis to someone who, you know, isn't on board. What happened to the bagels, Dave? Oh, did you hear that? So, um, I spoke <laughs> with Ro I spoke with Rosin Dogs. All right, I said, listen. I'd love to make you some bagels. Thank you for all the support. Really appreciate you. You know, you, you're like the chat gang general or one of the generals. And let me send you some bagels. He's like, no problem, no problem. Um, I'm like, I'll FedEx them to you. I'm going to time it so that I'm taking them out of the oven yesterday, surprisingly, at 420. Perfect time. Wow. Cool them happened. down. That's what happened right there, dude. No, 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 no. Bagged them up. Boxed them. Label was already printed. Went to the FedEx Dropbox that says six o'clock is the last drop off. It was the green mm -hmm. has not occurred yet. I throw it in. I get the confirmation that it shipped. I wake up this morning. Now it has to go to New York. It made it as far as Indianapolis. They must have smelled so good. Somebody was like, "Hey, it's fucking breakfast time. Three in the morning here. Let's eat some bagels." And that was that. Uh, they man. were they were running those bagels through fucking X-rays. They were like, "Who the fuck <laughs> is FedEx and like, bagels?" What fucking moron would spend a hundred dollars to overnight? Yeah, twenty dollars in bagels. It doesn't make any sense. That's that's a no sense at all. No. But I wanted him to have a bagel. But during now the you show. know. I thought that would be cool. Because so usually in those situations, if they think it's weed, or you know, they'll 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 contact you. They'll contact the number. Did you get? Did you have a number on there? Or no. 
with your phone. It number? was filled out perfect. I used my own FedEx account with my name on it, with Rosendog's personal information in there, with his phone number and email and everything. Usually they'll call knew. you and say they'll call you and say, "Hey, uh, we have a package. Do you give us permission <laughs> to open it?" And that would have been great because you could have. Like, I would have been great if you could have recorded that that conversation. Like, yeah, you can definitely open well, no, no, it. Hold makes on a second. Sound all get, stressed. I just got to get Jeff us. on the phone. <laughs> Bring Jeff Card on. Do you want to open what? Yeah. No, for sure. But they'll yes. do that. And then they'll be like, yeah. And then they open it up and they tell you exactly what they see inside there. So anyway. That's... I'm surprised they didn't go, so... sir, we're going to open your package. And I would have said, do you have cream cheese? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So what? There's no nothing. From, that's it. Dead bagels because you can't get them I, three I, days later. Rosin has the. I, I well, I don't see. Listen, I'm not FedEx savvy, but was there a spot I was supposed to check where it said perishable food item? I didn't check anything like that. I just didn't have to. If it's overnight, overnight. If, if it's, it's overnight, if it's overnight, there should be no worry about perishable. That's that's should not even be a situation. No, I, uh, I I guess I have an argument regardless of what was in it. That it was, you know, they're going to charge for priority overnight, but it's not going to get there till Monday, which is the slow boat to China. Ugh. Well, you, know. you got a door, door block or whatever you can use them for. Send, I don't know. Maybe they'll deliver them tomorrow. Send, you never know. If they're super hard, he can take a video of him t- coming out with creative ways to use the bagels, like as a hockey puck no, or something I would like almost... that. Go down, fucking couple slap shots with bagels or something. That'd be dope. I would, I would actually hope that they just don't deliver them because I just cannot imagine the creative power of Rosendogs, what he's going to do with those hard puck bagels. Yeah, right. Two, know, two, I'm never going to hear the end of it. I think two wants education on bagels because he's thinking that bagels are cooked in water. Yes, they are. Oh, but so they're boiled, then they're baked. Exactly. So it's a two-step, right? Yeah. They have those big giant cauldrons and they boil them. I know they do cook them in, first yeah. in water, but then they, have to, they do end up in the other. What's the point of boiling it first? It makes the chewy on the inside, so you, um, the shorter the boil, the less chewy they are. The longer the boil, the more Dave chewy they'll be. Dave, up the fucking wow. secrets. That's and it. if you really Nugget. want to get a good crisp oh, on the outside of your bagel, you put a pan of boiling water in the oven. Nugget. That was a nugget. That was your bagel out, nuggets. Yeah. Nugget. There you go. Come on. We could transition the I show into it. a bagel show, actually. Oh, I, I didn't hear it. I was talking about it. We get a lot more it. listeners. If we just talked bagels for like, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Is there a bagel podcast? Bagels? Have you had a, is there a bagel podcast? It must be, right? It must be like, there's, there's a podcast on everything. Yeah. yeah. Come so, on. You don't listen to one? You don't listen to the bagel podcast? The bagel No, I feel or? like it would, it would, it would screw me up. I just want to be me. I don't want to listen to anyone else and figure out how to be them. Uh, I typed in the bagel yeah. podcast. It's the home of the Jewish magazine podcast for what's boiling up yeah. in the Jewish community. There you that's go. That's great. There you go. Bahia Mishpoka. Yeah. No. So that's, no one is that the only Jewish? one? Is that the only one? That's all I. No, there's oh, like the, ten. The Bagel Report. Bagel Report. Oh wait, but it's pop culture oh, entertainment ten. podcast. See, they probably saw that name and said, "Why should I even start another Bagel Podcast? You, you fucked me over already. You got it." I think we got your. I think we figured out your little thing. That you're, you're, you're way, to, you're way off Mark, the show. You're way off the show. <laughs> we finally got you off the show. It's perfect. I'll produce your. Hey, bagel Dave, show. we got a perfect show for you. It's Dave's Bagel Hour. Dun 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 dun. dun. Dave's dun, bagel dun. and random bread hour. Yeah, rando. I do make a good All bread, right, too. So, um, it's 5 o'clock, our time. Pumpkin bread, maybe. Pumpkin. Oh, look at him. Segway. So, I was. I haven't noticed a lot. Of, even though I put it in the description that it is pumpkin everything time, it seems like a lot less pumpkin action this year, doesn't it? Like, I haven't heard of the course. word pumpkin spice once. I don't think. Like, no, no commercials. No. People are doing it in secret. No one's pushing <laughs> yeah. it anymore. It's all kind of weird. Like, basic. 
Parents don't <laughs> want to talk about pumpkins because then kids are going to know Halloween is coming up and Halloween oh, is canceled, canceled this year. But is it is it officially canceled? I mean, I still see lots of candy being sold, so I don't I don't see it, people stopping buying candy. King Super is doing fifty percent off candy right now. Oh, so wow. that can't be good for candy sales. Interesting. Okay, it, it usually happens after Halloween. True, but you know? I, I just I just noticed in general. I was thinking about it when I was writing the description. I was like, well, it's pumpkin. Like usually, it's like pumpkin this and pumpkin that, and pumpkins every fucking where. But having said that, every time I hear the word pumpkin, I always think of our our guest coming on soon. When he whenever he feels like coming on, I know he's listening in the wings. So I can I'll well, send him a text. He checked in earlier. I'll he's, send him a text knows. just so he knows in case he got all that's but, see because you can get that's what he said to do. Yeah, because you know so no, he said you have to send him a text. I'm going to send him another one here. Um, so we ready. Uh, but yeah, anyway, but I realized. Uh, did you send him the? Did you send Rosen Dogs the glasses, Mark? Yeah, Mark. <laughs> no, how's it on me now? <laughs> I thought about it. I tell you that. I, tell you, I could tell you that. that you're getting more for your money's worth now. When you finally get these glasses, they have been thought about more often than any other pair of glasses you've ever owned. Like, oh, I should probably send those. Fuck. But I live out in the middle of nowhere, so for me to come into, well, I'm going to come into town is then they're sitting here on the, on the counter. So Wait, this is a lesson I learned today. Is there a reason why you're not taking, uh, handing them over to Mark, who actually is a, you know, runs a shipping company? No? Is he, does he run a shipping company? I didn't know you ran a shipping company. Well, well you're going to put it in? I'm just, I'm trying to talk him up. Wow. Uh, <laughs> touches boxes sometimes. Ron's on a spaceship. So remember, Look, remember Ron's Ron, in, he's on Ron, a spaceship. Turn that phone. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, right. is, Ron was on some sort of anti-gravity thing going yeah, on. Yeah, that's crazy. Whoa, that was neat. <laughs> welcome, welcome, Mr. You Wallace. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Of course, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's always a, you know, once October kicks in, I'm like, shit, we got to get Ron on the show. Um, and I hadn't talked to you for a while, so I was like, hopefully he's not in the trenches. Tough time to get you. You doing this year seems a little quieter though than other years. What, what what's going on in the pumpkin world? Well, it's it a little bit quieter this year. I, I think the weather overall, uh, certainly on the East Coast, uh, very very hot, humid, and dry. Uh, not good for for pumpkins. Uh, you know, Pacific Northwest, unfortunately, you know they they had a lot of cloud cover and smoke from the fires that affected their weights. You know, down the stretch because they really rely on a good month of September. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when they can put on a lot of weight. So I think the the pandemic, I, I, a lot of serious growers kind of dialed it back a little bit because they felt at one point there was going to be no place to weigh them off this yeah. year. So exactly. You know, everybody was just, it was just a little bit off uh, this year. It didn't have the same feel for sure. Well, actually... Some of the guys in the chat room wanted to know if you were speaking English and I said, yes, it's English, but with a Rhode Island accent. <laughs> So, uh, we'll have Tommy come on and translate. If anybody doesn't understand what he's saying, Subtitles. Tommy from Fish Shit will come on later, maybe. And yeah, he was excited. You know, he, he was, was like, like Rhode Island guy. I was like, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These were, people from Rhode Island are so excited about other people. I can't help the accent. Nothing I can do about it. That's quite all right. No, we love it. We love it. Um, Absolutely. But you know, I guess it's actually better though than it's not a great year, maybe because if it was, imagine if it was like the best year ever, and then. You guys were all scared to come <laughs> together. to sell your pumpkins. You guys are all scared to come together to actually weigh them off. It's like, I'll just weigh it over here. You know, it's like changes the vibe entirely, right? If you can't Put on like, the scale. But yeah. did, we did uh, actually drive through weigh-offs this year, which, you know, 
uh, proper social distancing, the whole nine yards. And uh, we kind of weighed pumpkins for growers, and then we had to put them back on their trailer or truck, and they unfortunately they had to leave. Uh, wow. So it was weird. a different vibe this year, that's for sure. And, you know, prize payouts, you know, I'd say probably 85, 90% of the way, outs, uh, way offs eliminated prize payouts because, you know, sponsorship, you know, mm. they couldn't get no, the bang for the buck. 95% of our growers don't grow for money or awards, but, you know, it does make it nice for some people to help, you know, repay their efforts and more products for next year. I mean, what is a, a heavy pumpkin weigh? What, what was that? What does a, a pumpkin of weight go for? What, how big is a, like, if you want to compete, what's, what do you got? Is it like me weight? You like 260 pounds or what's is it like what's the range? 95 oh, pounds. To win, to win a great pumpkin Commonwealth way off now, in a really competitive climate area, you need to be 2,000 pounds or over, or it's probably not going to happen. That's like two yes. days. That's like two days. <laughs> at least two three days. me. It's two days and a bagel right there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. No, I know. It's, uh, it has gone. And, then, and it's actually only in, in the, like, the last 10 years like that? Or when was the, when, was the, the, when did it get to that close? Because I know you guys only broke the 2,000 mark in the last 10 years, right? Well, it was 2015. I grew the world's first 1,500-pound uh, pumpkin at 1,502. And then it took to 2012, I grew the world's first 2,000-pounder at 2,009 pounds. Wow. And, and then everybody figured, well, we're on to 3,000 pounds. And, you know, here we are. Next year is 2021. The world record currently sits at twenty six twenty four, and that's been that way for four, for four years. Is that the still? So, is that still the European guys, or is that? You? Yes, yeah, it is. Uh, fuck, and, you know, America, fuck those Europeans. Fuck Europeans did great again. Uh, uh, they did great again this year. Did they? Uh, heaviest, yeah, heaviest pumpkin in the world this year. Two of them in Europe, over twenty five hundred pounds. They're tremendous growers and competitors. Uh, you know, no jealousies. We can do it outdoors little here bit, in New England. A little bit, a little bit. Come on, you're from Nah, here. you know, <laughs> the, the, thing, the thing about the pumpkin community, unlike others, there's really no jealousies. Everybody works together. You're happy for each other. I mean, we're trying to push the hobby. We're trying to push soil. We're trying to do a lot of things. And we really don't pick up a lot of people who are insanely jealous if somebody does well. But is there a podcast? Uh, there's <laughs> is there a pumpkin podcast? podcast? There's plenty of podcasts. There's plenty of everything. But, you know, people love a giant pumpkin, especially this time of the year. I mean, it, we could do podcasts pretty much seven nights a week, uh, interviews, everything. People love a story. And in a year like this, too, you know, giant pumpkin brings smile to a lot of people's faces. It's the, the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It's, it's the feel-good story for the guys. They're like, we need a feel-good story. Hey, pumpkins. Fuck yeah, pumpkins! Everybody loves everybody loves pumpkins. Are they are they consumed afterwards? Or what happens to a two thousand? Is it food? Or, well, or they li they they live a pretty good celebrity life afterwards. Uh, you know, giant pumpkin over two thousand pounds. If it's if it's good looking, got a decent shape to it. You know, there's a big aftermarket for them. You name it: mm -hmm. casinos, hotels. Uh, <laughs> You know, anybody who's looking to advertise, Pump, I mean, pumpkins I, are flying around in PJs, bro. They've got their own PJ. <laughs> they send the they, jet. They for the send pumpkin. the jet. It kind of goes up. <laughs> hey, would you like they, some? They, they, they a live a pampered life and then a celebrity afterlife. And then they get squished by like elephants, right? That's usually the, that's what I always see the old elephant no, kicking the giant the pumpkin around. Give it a Gallagher. Uh huh. Well, right. my, mine end up at the uh, Jack o' Lantern Spectacular in Providence at the Roger Williams uh, Zoo. 
and we have a, a you know giant festival that goes on down there. You know, last year we got uh, about 150,000 people through to see the event. Uh, this year it's a drive-through event. Uh, we've had some challenges, that's but so crazy. You know, that's, that's where mine end up. That's so crazy, right? Everything is now a drive-through. Everything. It's kind of yeah. a bummer. Yeah. Um, well, do the animals at the zoo? Do, they can eat it, right? Well, you know, afterwards these pumpkins are on display for so long that they're kind uh, of kind of broken down. And but a lot of people it. do feed them to animals. They'll dis, you know, they'll display them in their yard. Um, I mean, they, there's there's a million ways to use them. And believe me, people will call looking. I I could have sold forty, you know. 1,500, 2,000 pound pumpkins this year if I had them available. I mean, I exhausted all my friends. What would you people just wanted to buy them. What would they sell for if you could sell them? Uh, a really good looking pumpkin delivered about $1.50 a pound. Uh, average looking or slightly below average around $1 a dollar a pound. Um, you know, it's, you know, like I said, most growers, they're not, they don't set out to do this for the money, but if they can put a little bit back in their pocket for their efforts well, and their, well, their if you think water about just, and everything. And is that like uh, they have to pick it up themselves or you guys deliver it for that price? Because that's kind of like, that would be the, the key to the whole thing. It's like, okay, it's 2000 bucks, but you got to yeah. move it. It's like when you buy that, you know, that fucking lighthouse for a dollar <laughs> off of, fucking, off of uh, going over to Newport or whatever. And you're like, it's it's right there. It's a dollar, but you got to move it, and that's going to cost you. A it's like somebody who says, "My, I have a shed. I'm getting rid of. It's totally free. You just come get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just assemble it and take it." Well, we we deliver them, and most of the accounts that we go to will have the ability with a fork truck because they're on mm -hmm. they're on a pallet to get rid of it. And the sure. farther away they want you to go, I mean, this couple of couple of accounts that'll go three dollars a pound delivered, and they're really good accounts, and they really want a really big, nice looking pumpkin, and you know. People, thousands of people get their pictures with them. Yeah, no, for sure. If you want it as a centerpiece for something, it can. I mean, most people. It's like Adam Dunn at a conference. All these people walking up to him. Uh, only if you're them. around Dave yelling my name every fucking five seconds. That's that's what I'm. The Messiah. That's what people. <laughs> Is that Adam Dunn right there? Exactly. It sounds very familiar. Um, but yeah, it's a cool centerpiece, right? I mean, if you have that at some sort of like kids uh, thing or some sort of festival or something like that, because most people uh, haven't, you know can't even fathom that size of a fucking any kind of they, a, of a plant you know but they, they stop traffic that's for sure and so a 2,000 pound pumpkin we because we talked about it on the other shows you've been on so but but basically it's about the same cycle as a cannabis plant right we're talking or a little bit longer it's uh what, what's your your starting date is around march we no we we actually stopped well first week of april uh -huh. and uh you know, we'll we'll do inside under some some T fives for you know fifteen sixteen hours a day for a couple of weeks, and then we'll harden them off a bit, and they'll go right underneath greenhouses. You know, outside third week of uh, April all by May first, mm -hmm. and then and then it's on. Generally, our, our pollination is before summer solstice. So, you know, my key date is I like to be around the fifteenth of June to try to get a jump on the sun. Uh, as you know, the, the sun just you, my you birthday. stop losing. See, that's my so. birthday. It's a special day for those pumpkins, right? Perfect day. <laughs> middle day <laughs> of the middle month. It's like right there. Boom. That's the, that's the time to go. And then the pumpkin actually only grows for 90 to 100, 100 days. If, if you can get more than 100 days out of a pumpkin, you've done well. I mean, that cycle, that bell curve jumps up quick, and then it starts to, it starts to slow down, too. And that's pretty much with cannabis, too. I mean, you'll get... Some plants that go longer, but for the most part, 60 days is like a magic number. 70 
seven days is another like we have these sort of like key time frames where it seems like it's like 49 54 63 72 and then you get the crazy ones Sold. that go that go up like over you know 14 15 weeks something like that but those are just very far you know most people can't grow those it's just it's too hard to keep the thing alive that long and without over fertilizing it or or just you know there's too many <laughs> too many time frames for you to fuck it up um, well, that, that's the key with us is we're trying to figure out, you know, we have to maximize the sunlight, the days of growth and, and get the weight early and push it to 120 days if we can. And that's through genetics, I, I think is, you know, the hobby is kind of stalled. Hmm. Uh, you know, everybody thought we were going to break right through and see tons of 2,500 pounders and then we're on to 3,000, but the hobbies hit the ceiling a bit. And I, I think we got to go outside the box a little bit again here to figure out, is it technique? Is it setting fruit earlier? Is it getting the genetics better that they can grow longer? And I, I think that's where it is. So what about CRISPR? Are you guys thinking about going along those lines and, and genetically just going for it? Like, fuck it, we're going for the 5,000-pound pumpkin because it can be done. Just it won't be, won't be natural. Anybody doing that? Yeah. No, I know. I, you know, I, you know, our genetics here, you know, most of the people who are growing, as you know, we're self-taught and on the internet and stuff, it's kind of big times big equals bigger. And pretty much everything is, you know, our soils are really ramped up organically. We're into the biologicals, as you know, it's about an 85% organic, 15% synthetic program. Most people are using maybe a little less than the synthetics. Uh, it's, but, funny. it's funny how that's about it's very close to cannabis again too. Like a lot, like for the successful formulas, cause most people, uh, you know, there are plenty of people running hundred percent synthetics and they're getting okay results. But the people who are doing the stuff that has the flavor and all the hits, you know, hits all the bells and whistles are usually organic, but then they need that little push over the edge because without that synthetic sort of, uh, addition, then you, you know, yields are harder to, to maintain and you just kind of lose that little, it seems like there's that little bit of uh, aggressive growth that you've kind of, you know, you fail to, to sort of nail every time. There's, there's no doubt. I mean, we rely on soil mineralization and it gets peak around the third week of June into mid July when that soil's the right temperature and all that organic matter is just, you know, it's just churning it out, mm -hmm. but then it's going to peak. You know, if you have a pumpkin, a really good pumpkin now grows 50 plus pounds a day. Uh, and you, and you want to hold that, that curve at the top as long as you can. And then when it starts what we call coming down the mountain a bit, you have to build up and that's when you start tweaking in some synthetics because you got to hold it near the top as long as you can. And on the way down, it'll fall fast because later on in the season, say you get some heavy rain, we didn't have that this year, mineralization will slow. Mm -hmm. There's less food for microbes in the soil. So that starts to, you know, starts to wind down. So, you know, we find the successful programs are blending in because you need to stay up near the peak. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's like, uh, you know, you're, you're at the mercy of the elements at this point too. And then when you're at that peak point, uh, 50 pounds a day, you're pretty much running a hose directly to the plant or like a little, <laughs> little insert. You could just screw it right onto it at this point. Cause it feels like they'd be just taking it. I mean, you're, you're obviously, uh, at this point doing all manual feeding or are you ever work? Like when do you ever have a chance to relax on those times? Well, you really don't. I mean, the watering is pretty intense, a giant pumpkin plant. 
you know, most growers are growing about 800 to 1,000 square foot for one plant, and that will require, you know, anywhere between 80 and 150 gallons of water a day, depending on your type of soil. You know, my sandy loam soil mm -hmm. uh, will require 125 gallons of water every day. I try to split the watering up uh, some late morning and then some late afternoon. Seems like that works the best. But, uh, you know, I have an over-the-top irrigation system. Also, I, I, you know, I blend in 450-gallon tanks where I can manually, I like watering by hand. I can put the water where I want, uh, but I'm developing an under-the-canopy uh, watering system, a little bit better than drip irrigation, I think, because I, I think I'm missing a lot of the, the fine hair roots mm -hmm. in the rhizosphere. I, I think I'm missing them with my overhead watering because the leaf will funnel all the water down the leaf axle right into the top tap root. And that's, and that's great. But what happens to all that other square footage mm -hmm. uh, where all those hair roots are like boiling out of the top of the soil and it was so hot this summer. And I think if you don't get them damp and keep them hydrated, you're going to lose them fast. And I think they could be, you know, responsible for adding more pounds per day. You know, maybe it's, it's only three or four more pounds per day, but add that up seven days a week, Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, so so that's what I'm working on next. But uh, you know, irrigation systems for giant pumpkin growers are very. A lot of them are very rudimentary, and some people have them very high tech with water probes and yeah. you know, tell you water moisture levels, and it's all over the place. Yeah, Is I mean, it like one? It's like one. Like when I go to the pumpkin patch with my kids, it's all the pumpkins connected on like one vine. So you basically just kill off every other pumpkin, or you don't allow them to grow, mm -hmm. so that the entire vine is devoting its energy to that one pumpkin? Well, that's what you want to do. The pumpkin's the sink, and it's going to take the energy from every place. But generally, what we're doing, the, you know, the competitive growers, you're setting generally one fruit on the main vine, about 12 to 17, 18 foot out from where the seed was planted. And once, if that gets the size of a basketball, pretty much you're not letting anything else go on that plant, not even male flowers. You will just keep plucking off everything. You'll just keep training, you know, your secondary vines and your main vines, sort of like how you guys train a plant. You know what you want to keep to keep, you know, to keep your buds big, keep your plant healthy. That's what we do. So a lot of times you can get knocked out of the competition on a plant very early because if that pumpkin gets up to beach ball size and it just splits on you, and you don't have anything else set on the plant, well, mm -hmm. rip that plant out and you're on, you know, you have to go down the line to something else. You know, you know, we roll the dice and swing for the fences. And and that that's the way it is because I don't believe you can have multiple sets on a plant because you're diverting energy. Mm -hmm. And so you really gotta kind of set it, forget it, and and let's get it on. That's yeah, that's that's definitely a lot of risk because I mean if you think about it, there's there's so many times where you have certain plants that start off slow and they finish off strong or the other way around where you're just like, you, you, you look in the room and you're like, this is going to be the one. And at the end, it just doesn't do it. It's just like, sorry. So you really, I mean, luckily with pumpkins, I'm sure because it's, uh, it's big, they, they grow so fast that you can probably gauge them pretty quickly to, and I'm sure with your experience, it's not as, it's not as difficult to pick out a winner from the, from the batch, but I'm sure you, have you, have you had times where you've been like, like literally just, kicked you know you, you you fucked up on that selection and you know for a fact that it was yeah. it was a uh, hindsight 2020 or something 
Well, definitely, you know, because you want to pick the one that has a nice shape on it too, because there's certain shapes that will sustain growth and weight better than other shapes. Mm -hmm. So there's a little luck involved in that genetically too, because in our genetic lines, we don't get the consistency that you might see because of the weight and how much weight per day is putting on. So, you know, we kind of like, I like long pumpkins, not too tall and wide. They seem to carry the most weight uh, and that's a great shape to grow, but you have to be fortunate to get those shapes. So sometimes you can pick a wrong shape on a, on a pumpkin set on a plant and uh, there's nothing you can do about it. And you just, you just move on and, yeah, they just kind you know, of, they're, they're like the big ones that look like they melted or something. You get those shaped ones where you're just like, ah, oh, really? Yeah, that, that <laughs> happened to me this year. I had one of those shapes and uh, ended up being my biggest pumpkin. I mean, I, I pretty much got wiped out here in uh, early August from that tropical storm. Mm. I, uh, I had some really good stuff cooking and uh, I, I thought it was going to be a year where I, I could, you know, be in the top you know, top four or five in the world. But uh, unfortunately, you know, a tropical storm rolls in, we really don't have the wind protection up to, you know, for 70, 60, 70 mile an hour winds. And, and you know the size of these pumpkin leaves there. Mm -hmm. Some of them are round as a bushel basket and the leaf stalks are two to three foot in the air and it just wiped out the plant. And uh, so I, I, my biggest pumpkin basically sat for almost seven weeks and I think it ended up being 14th in the world at 2,054 pounds. And if I had sustained that plant throughout the prime growing season, you know, I definitely was shorted, you know, two to 300 pounds or more on that at least. Mm. But then, and then the you know second week of September, we got a heavy frost. We were down to 28 here, which is rare for us, but Eesh. it's still so any, any weight that was coming along just totally ended. So it was just a bad weather year too here. That's a bummer. So, well, uh, hey, there's always next year. So, um, one thing we talked about on the show about you before is that you, your genetics have pretty much, your selection of genetics, I should say, has been you know, uh, in the top winners uh, somehow in some pieces of part, you know, part of it. Um, have you? Uh, when you're breeding for for traits, uh, I mean, obviously, it's size is the most important thing. But what other what other traits um, are you looking for? I mean, that that can sustain a big pumpkin compared to a normal yeah. normal one. Well, that's a great question, and like you said, you obviously we breed for size. But having said that, I'm starting to rethink my genetics. That I want to look for some of these plant, some of these giant pumpkins that were grown on plants that have a shorter leaf stem. Some of my genetics grow some pretty tall leaves, big, hulking, tall, three, four foot tall leaf stems. They look great. They're a big solar panel for the sun, mm -hmm. but you get the least little bit of wind or a windstorm. They're the first ones to get beat up and go down. So I'm kind of thinking maybe I need to start breeding. And there's, there's plenty of other plants out there that have produced giant pumpkins where the, you know, the leaf stems were quite a bit shorter, mm -hmm. more compact. Maybe that in the Northeast, that will sustain a bit more when, you know, we get microbursts, thunderstorms all the time. Uh, so maybe I need to start breeding mm -hmm. some plant genetics a little bit better. The plant can sustain the elements. So that I'm looking into. Shape is definitely one too. Like I said, I'm a shape guy and I don't care how big the pumpkin is. If it has a terrible shape on it, I will totally stay away from it because that's only going to show up somewhere down the line. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, so kind of trying to breed for a better plant. I won't plant a seed 
uh, from somebody who's had a lot of disease issues. I try to stay away from that because, you know, a lot of the stuff is carried over. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about stuff on the, on the seed itself because we do a light bleaching solution to clean the seeds, but you really can't clean what's going on on the inside of seeds. And you know, there's a lot of, and they're obviously susceptible to it in the first place. So you're, you already know exactly resistance. Yeah. Cucurbits are pretty tough because you know, a lot of our growers can't rotate and cucurbits, you should only grow like one year, two years in a row at max and then run to another area, they say. But if you have good biology and you're adding compost every year and you keep the good guys going, you can really, you know, more good guys to fight the bad guys in the soil. That's how you can sustain. But they generally don't like to be planted in the same spot year after year. Sure, sure. And, and I saw, I mean, I was at your spot a couple of years ago and it was uh, definitely... A, a small footprint for what you're doing, considering you're talking thousands of square feet per pumpkin. And then it wasn't like you were on some vast, huge farm by any means. It was, but the soil was amazing. That was one thing I can say. You could definitely tell, like, as you walked around, you could just feel that that soil was like, and, and it, like you said, you could put your hand right into it, stick it in the soil. It wasn't like, you know, out here, <laughs> you'd be like, all right, give me, give me, it's a lot more clay. So, but this was like beautiful, soft uh, soil. But did you, uh, um, so, but you still have to move it around. I mean, that makes sense for any anybody to not over over farm anywhere and just to to maintain a small small area and be highly productive. It's it's learning how to. That's one of the main things that I think that the difference between conventional farming and uh, you know regenerative farming, which is pretty much where you're you're sort of in the same realm, right? Yeah, well, a lot of our growers, they take really good care of their soils too. You know, pretty much everybody cover crops. And you know, right now I got a nice fall cover crop of winter rye on there. Adding any composted, you know, I will not add anything to my soil unless it's been fully composted. I, I've learned from those mistakes. Uh, so we, you know, we'll put it on in the fall and not to put too much and, uh, you know, work everything in the soil. Don't overwork the soil. Don't overwork. Don't work a soil that's wet. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, get a good cover crop on cover cropping is very important for all farmers to be doing, you know, holding the nutrients in place, disease suppression, mm-hmm. you know, that allopathic effect that, you know, cover crops have on microorganisms. For sure. For sure. And, uh, we might, we had a suggestion from somebody in the chat room. So that? maybe you can throw your pumpkins even bigger by grinding up some bagels and putting them in your water. Dave's a bagel. Dave's, Dave's with... is a big bagel guy. So. Or, or you cross your seeds with one of Adam's genetics and see if you can't make some mutant psychedelic pumpkin, you know, because that would people, be something. Believe me, there's plenty of people out here who grow both Adam's genetics and pumpkins, and I've seen it all. So <laughs> there's plenty of that going around here in the Northeast. For sure. Yeah, but if I if I ate a psychedelic pumpkin, then I wouldn't, you know, I'd skip a step. You know, <laughs> I get my pumpkin and my stone all in the same meal. <laughs> Hey, you never know. a lack of pumpkin spice lattes on the market right now that nobody wants to i mean are you seeing that 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 basically because we're all in quarantine that there's sort of like people aren't sort of flocking to the pumpkin patch anymore because there's too many people there and then you know nobody wants to put a pumpkin out because nobody wants to remind their kids that you know maybe shit halloween might be canceled this year who the hell knows and well i tell you i've seen it the other way because i'm always noticing i would always say you know, to me, seeing a pumpkin on a doorstep is Americana. I love seeing, you know, I've always been a pumpkin guy. And seeing a, fam- yeah, seeing a family with a pumpkin on the doorstep brings back a lot of memories. 
And I've seen more of them this year. And I said to myself, wow, it's back. I think people have made their treks out to their local farms. And, and I see plenty of pumpkins on people's doorsteps this year. And it's a really nice thing to see. That's awesome. I got East, Coast, right East Coast has always been more is, is a little more festive, I think, when it comes to the to the seasons too. It's like always has that vibe. Um, you know, here here a little bit, definitely in the West Coast, not so much because you just don't have that change of the seasons. Don't have the don't have the trees. You know, it's a combination of all the, all the above, right? When the leaves turn. The pumpkins are starting to come out. And then after the fact, it's a bunch of dead pumpkins on people's things, and they're all mushy looking and look terrible. And then you know who's like, then you've shamed, you pumpkin shame people as you go by because you know they're, they're lame. They've left that pumpkin out till it's just a de, you know, decrepit mess. <laughs> What's good though is Rhode Island's had a nice program the last few years of recycling. And a lot of those pumpkins with the yard waste and stuff, Rhode Island does a great job with class A compost. I got to tip my cap to them. They've been front runners with it. So a lot of those pumpkins that used to get tossed away that look ugly like that are all getting composted now. So nice. makes you feel pretty good about that too. For sure. There you go. Yeah. Same with the Christmas trees. It's like the Christmas tree situation too. Whenever you see that once you got dead ones out, you know, but now that people are figured out that, hey, there's, you know, there's money in everything, right? There's always, there's something, there's, there's money in the trash. Um, That's something this year has taught everyone is to figure out some new side hustle. There's no throwing anything away. You can't even find a ball jar right now, you know, to can. It's so true. It's true. Are right? really getting into the. I bought three, I bought three <laughs> boxes because it was like the first time I could see some. Like I've been into like so many places, like really, I'd go in and they'd laugh at me. I'd go, you guys got any ball jars or something? They'd just be like, are you kidding me right now? I'm like. <laughs> They're like they're just like what? We sold out of those in toilet paper tripping? a couple of months like, ago. I go down, I look in the aisle, and there ain't nothing except for like a couple little weird food saver products that are a little, little side hustle thing, a little side bits that you don't need. Um, so, so if the so, what are you going to do for next year? What do you? What's your plans? You got any kind of like changing it up? Like, no, yeah, well, what now, I'm, now what this I'm year was kind of shitty. I'm gonna I'm gonna plant less. I think less is more. I've always done. I used to do eight plants, and then I went to six. I was five this year, and I think I'm gonna narrow it down to three because you know my goal is one big giant pumpkin. I you know I don't need to go to three or four different way offs. Mm -hmm. My goal is one, and I you know and I always shoot for the world record. So I, I figure if I focus my energy on less. Uh, I'll be more sharp. I, you know, not as tired, you know, spend the same amount of time and effort, but really have a critical eye on every stage along the way, not rushing as much, which will hopefully, uh, you know, increase yield. Uh, you know, so I, I think, um, I think that'll certainly, I think that'll help it. It'll help me because it, it gets to be a bit much with, you know, a business, a giant garden, a small orchard, pumpkins. So I got to dial it back a little. I think that's going to help me. I, you know, I did a few things this year that I, I saw some promise that I can do next year. Uh, but you got to get the right seed. And, you know, when you're only growing three or four pumpkin plants, you know, there are, uh, you know, super seeds that, you know, when you're grabbing a seed out of a pumpkin, and there's three, 400 seeds in a pumpkin, there are a small percentage of those seeds in there that will outperform everything else in that, in those seeds. And, and that, you know, you got to get a little lucky too, to, to grab one that has the ability to make that jump to light speed. And how do you, and is there any identifiers that over the years that you kind of figured out like size of, of them or shape or anything like that? 
No, well, you know what? If I'm going to grow a seed, I have to have multiples of it to start. I will. If I only have one, I won't start it to plant it because, you know, I've been stuck for years. Like, I really want to plant this because it grew a record pumpkin last year. And if it starts off as a dog, I've always found for me, they never, never made it. Uh, they never made the full ability of what they could be. You know, like you said, there's certain markers we know at day 30, day 45 of a pumpkin. Mm -hmm. If you're not cruising or you're not such an estimated weight, it's not going to happen. Uh, so if I plant multiples, you can tell by, you know, I can always tell if they're in the, if I double plant and they're in the ground for a couple of weeks, you know, the most, if there's a dominant one, it's generally going to start distancing itself and you can make a decision and cut one out. Mm -hmm. But I mean, wouldn't you want to save all your single, like say you got a single with single, single, they're all got the high, they all have the potential. You don't want to, I, I understand what you're saying. Like it sucks to only have one, but at the same time, if you put them all against each other and then only select one out of all of those ones, I mean, it gives you some selection. It may not be from the same batch, but I mean, at the same time, those are, because I have this, I have the same problem. I have a shitload of bags with one seed in it, you know, where I'm just like, What's the point? But I don't want to throw it away too. I can't. Like I can't throw it away. It's just you know, there's no way. There's no way you're gonna throw that one away. So you, you do you have a lot of those single seeds? I do. And, but the thing about it, our hobby, it. I'll is, take those single seeds. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about our hobby is seeds. Uh, a really hot seed, a really good seed. Everybody wants to plant has about a four year run to max out what it's going to max out. If you haven't seen, you know, generally by the end of the third or fourth year, it's maxed out the biggest it's going to grow. And we're all on to another seed because I always believe that genetics are moving forward. Mm -hmm. And if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards because, you know, obviously we're breeding for something different, pretty much size. Uh, and, and in our hobby, it's like you really couldn't take seeds from Five 10 years, years ago, ago right, and, and think you yeah, and think you could compete on a world level. Gotcha. I think you could grow a hell of a lot better pumpkin than you could grow five, ten years ago because of technique mm. and, and different things that we're doing now. But you wouldn't be able to compete with, you know, you know, with the seeds that are out there now. It just won't happen. And and so um, so nobody's buying old seeds. Basically, is what you're saying. Everyone's just like, fuck that. But but the new seeds. Uh, so when you got somebody has when somebody pops up onto the scene. And you're like, holy shit, that guy's getting close to 2,500 or whatever number that stirs your imagination. How much would people be willing to buy those seeds for in general? Well, uh, in, in well, a couple hundred dollars for one seed for a really top, uh, you know, genetic producer. You know, in our hobby, we uh, we sell seeds at auctions so our pumpkin clubs can raise money to sustain wayoffs and ribbons and stuff like that. I mean, I, I sell some seeds on my website, but I give away more seeds than I sell yeah. because it's about giving you back. Sound like Adam. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. that's the case. Right? That's, that is the case. But but yeah. uh, no, in general, I think. So what was what's the most you heard? What's the most people have paid? Uh, I think one of my seeds went for a little over five hundred dollars once. My two thousand nine oh, a few years ago for single uh, seed. And people buy, but people yeah. are are people buying like I mean, I would assume they buy at least a couple, right? They're not gonna buy just one. Just yeah, just generally just one. I mean, I, you know, $7,500 for seeds, people want to buy four or five, you know, mm -hmm. but I, to be honest, like I said, I, I do sell some seeds. I, I give away more than I sell, but I do try to tell people who are just getting involved. I, I really don't want them spending that type of money on a seed because nine times out of 10, they're going to be disappointed because mm -hmm. they haven't learned germination yet. They haven't learned the technique of pruning. They haven't learned the watering. I, I would rather have people start 
with some basic genetics that they could grow. I mean, this this grow is growing pumpkins 700 to 1,200, 1,500 pounds their first year out because they're good gardeners, because they've studied, because the information's out there. Uh, but to start out with a really good seed and spend a lot of money, if you don't have that success right away, I find a lot of people just quickly dump the hobby and move on to something else. It, generally, you don't get success your first few years. It, it takes a little bit of time. How many how many professional pumpkin growers you think, or you know, I say professional, or just you know, how many people out there you think this is their day to day hobbyists, mm -hmm. uh, worldwide enthusiasts? Like, I would say thousands all over the world. I really can't put a number out, but you know, Europe is huge. Uh, you know, in the United States, obviously, uh, and it's just more and more and more every. You know, you go in a box store and you see giant pumpkin seeds on there. There's three or four you know, bigger companies out there selling them in there. All those racks were sold out this year. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's a thing about, you know, a family sitting around, they see a pumpkin, let's go plant a few in a hill. If they get a, you know, a 30, 40 pound pumpkin their first year, they're hooked. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great activity families do together. It keeps kids interest because when a pumpkin starts growing, it grows kind of fast and they get excited. Sure. So the hobby is seeing, the hobby saw a big influx of people this year, like all gardening. I did. think I was going to say all gardening. Yeah, exactly. All, yeah, right. I think across the board, people have finally realized like growing their own food not only is fun, healthy, but it's also may become fucking mandatory at some point because you, if you're if you really want to have that selection and be able to guarantee you're you're not going to an empty supermarket at some point, you know, because we've all kind of experienced that on a, on a minor scale and seen how, you know, maybe it was only toilet paper, but we still kind of got to see that we got to get the vibe like, holy shit, they don't have, you know, and if, if it was tomorrow, if it was, you know, potatoes and milk and the basics of, you know, what people are going to the supermarket for, if they couldn't get that, uh, may have to start getting their own cows and, <laughs> and getting their own, <laughs> growing their own, uh, their own fruit and vegetables. You know? And learning how to fast. <laughs> well, people want to know where their food comes from. And that's a big thing you hear all the time because of all this, you know, the scares and what's going on. And, you know, just a couple of small raised beds. You'd be surprised how people can sustain through the summer, multiple crops of lettuce, early spring, late fall. You know, you could, you know, take a 50 gallon, uh, drum and cut it in half, put holes in the bars. You can grow probably 50, 60 pounds of Yukon gold potatoes in there. I've done it myself plenty of times. So just some small raised beds and mm -hmm. there's nothing like, you know, eating your own vegetables or putting them up. And, you know, I, I saw, I saw a huge amount of that this year from people. Yeah. I'm a grim reaper of growing things. And I even had a garden outside this summer. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, and I, and I told people in the beginning of this whole bullshit, situation that you know maybe it's time to take a part of your garden and devote it to plant you devote it to some food because if we all got our grow rooms and you know there's usually a few there's usually a, a 10 to 20 square foot area that you could start start with and uh get a little bit of you know out, get a benefit out of your spot besides your cannabis because i mean we we all we all are very self-sufficient when it comes to that but we still have to go out and get our get our food so it's always good. It doesn't take much space to grow some, you know, yellow squash, green squash. You know, I mean, really, you don't have to over. I always tell people, don't overplant. Less is more. I mean, for, you know, a couple of people living at home, a couple of kids, you know, three, four tomato plants, you'd have all the tomatoes you could possibly eat. Right. Yeah, and it's just a, it's so satisfying when you do it. It's just the same as with, can like, everybody who's, uh, grown, who listens to the show who's grown cannabis and things is like 
you know, the first time they smoke their own weed that they grew themselves, they're already high before they've even like lit the thing. You know, they're just rolling it and they're getting this all, getting all of that from it. And with with food is the same thing. I mean, it's awesome. You've got the anticipation of watching it grow. You know, with things like lettuce and stuff too, it's nice because it's quick enough that you don't have to, you know, get to that point where it's, it's you lose interest or something. You know, but but you can get and and every time when, once it, once it's rolling, it roll. You know, it's all of a sudden you have too much. You know what I mean? You're like, damn, we got a lot of a lot of veggies to eat tonight. But it's a good thing. Yeah, uh, basil. And number pickling. one thing growing in gardens is basil and tomatoes that's a two thing the home garden will grow they love it they enjoy it and it's very very easy to grow i mean it like i said and it was com- and they complement each other you know they're both you put them yeah. you're, you're going to use them together and uh you know it's definitely especially like tomatoes uh because both of them you can can or or you can make pesto you know that's what's also nice is that people get used once you once you get to that point where you have too much of one thing you have to start thinking about how you're going to preserve it, you know, and that's, that's actually a whole other, uh, in, you know, actual sort of hack in life where you can get to the, you know, you're actually getting the benefits out of it that you didn't even realize because you're always going to the store and buying it, you know, canned tomatoes, things like that. Yep. No, it's definitely, like you said, it's a great feeling when people are harvesting their own stuff and eating it and enjoying it. We saw it. You know, it was tremendous amount this year, and I think I think for the future, I don't I don't think it's going back. I think once again, people want to know where their food's coming from, mm-hmm. and you know, they like getting their hands dirty. And uh, you know, it was well, definitely nice. something you could do at home. Yeah, it's also nice when you go over to someone's house and you bring them whatever you grew, and then when they come over to your house, they bring you whatever they grew, and hopefully, you know, we're all growing a little bit different, different vibe things, and it's just it's it's super nice, you know. No, it, it is it is super nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what's going on with uh, the Wallace Wow? Uh, your like your mail order is going good. Everything's kind of. I mean, you were you were starting to crank out when you were on the show last time. Yeah, we uh, we were blessed uh, this year to have a, a great following, and I'd like to thank your following and your supporters. We 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 did, we were very 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 busy this year, and uh, you know we. Sh- we had difficulty like everybody else maintaining inventory levels at times and uh you know the shipping i mean like you were saying you couldn't get balmation jaws there was a time there where i couldn't even get boxes this summer i was wondering if i had a box to put stuff in because you know boxes were out of stock with everybody you know manufacturers were out of stock on containers that things went in because everybody was using boxes for sanitizer and things we had you know, we had challenges of a growing uh, small business this year, and uh, we worked really hard, uh, the team, and uh, we made it through and, uh, you know, learned a lot of lessons, and uh, it was it was very enjoyable, and, you know, people are enjoying the product, and, they, you know, they're growing vegetables, cannabis, hemp, you name it. They're growing it. It's, it's great to see the emails and, you know, people enjoying and using the product, and, you know, we've you know, we were blessed this year. We had a very good year. Did you uh, did you manage to get any plants growing this year? Because I know you had a couple of years ago. You had you had a few, but did you have any this year? I, you know, I start had them started and given to me this year, and I turned back around and gave them to my cousin and said, "I I'm just over my head this year. I, I can't, uh, 
I tell you, I did the five gallon bucket challenge with some friends a couple mm-hmm. of years ago on cannabis. You could you could grow more cannabis in a five gallon bucket for the casual smoker. Like most of the people around here, you know, it's one or two a day or here and there. With the genetics and how as potent as it is, you would have plenty out of that five gallon bucket. You wouldn't have to buy any for quite a while. Not on this show. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe Mike Denver after last week because it was the first time he smoked I mean, my grass. Whole, but it's my possible. whole thing is when I think of five gallon bucket, I'm thinking like a five gallon bucket of weed, not growing in a five gallon bucket. But yeah. as long as it fills that five gallon bucket at the end, then we're good. Then that's yeah. You know, there's a big subculture out there, five gallon bucket growers. I, I there's millions of people who just want to grow enough cannabis for themselves, and you know, it it's not on a large scale. It, it's just for themselves, and they kind of you know they're doing it in a five gallon bucket or even smaller and they thoroughly enjoy the results and everything and and then obviously this live scale but i'll get back to it i'll get back to it next year because i'm scaling back the garden and a few other things i brought on some more help to help with the business you know sort of an admin some you know some help with social media some help with packing and stuff like that because you know what i found is you know, working six in the morning till nine nine thirty at night, seven days a week catches up to you. Um, it, it was a lot, so had to had to bring on some help, and it was a great move. And everybody's working out and working hard. So, yeah, that's why cannabis is good in those long days. That's the best thing to be growing because you, you know you get to partake in your own wares at that point. So it's like, oh, finally, this is what <laughs> this, is, this is what the shit's for. That's the only part of the pumpkin part that I think would be sad for me is that it's like you're growing these. Th- competitive pumpkins that are so big and but at the same time uh, you you don't get to really if you don't win if you win who cares you're at that point it's like fucking it's over the moon right so, and it's 100 percent worth it when you don't win it's like now you got this fucking 100 pound 100 pounds shy of the record or 100 pounds shy of the win big massive thing and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh but i guess like you said you can put them you get to put them on the road and send them in pjs around and <laughs> well, there's a there's a pretty good high that growers get from growing these all all year long, and you know there's growers who send me pictures with it. They're sitting out there all times of day and night, partaking in a lot of activities, watching the pumpkin grow, or sitting there at night or harvesting and way off. So yeah, we can we can get a bit of a buzz from them too. Oh no, oh no, I get I, I get it. For yeah, sure, for sure you do. But then it's definitely it's just that even with even with the worst uh run with cannabis it's like it's, at least you know you got yourself like it's like well this totally fucked up but <laughs> <laughs> i won't even show anybody this but i'll just burn it in some small controllable fires you know slowly over time and sort of start over again um sure <laughs> did you ever did you ever try any of the fish shit from our from our other uh sponsor from Tommy. Your from fellow Tommy, Rhode Islander? From, from Tommy. From, uh, from, he's, from Rhode, he's from Rhode Island. Yeah, that would be some interesting to see if that would help you. No, I, I'd like to hook up with, with Tommy. And, uh, you know, I never I never have, but I would certainly, certainly would like to. It's it's something that is... Hold on I, a second. Let's see if we can get Tommy to call. Oh, you were on it. Okay, good. I was about to Oh, there we go. We'll get Tommy to jump in on the call. And then we will definitely need to have subtitles at that point because everyone will be like, whoa. Then they started talking and couldn't. We all yeah, just. Yeah, so sat- just so you know, guys, you can engage the subtitles on YouTube. So go ahead and uh, you get them ready because I, I'm having catching every fourth word right now. Uh, let, me, let me hold on. Let me pull. I'm up. a New Yorker. I have to make fun of your accent. It's, you know, it's just, just as you make fun of mine, I'm sure. 
Well, you can play it back after. You'll catch it. You know, I'm trying to be slow and clear, so. <laughs> Not necessary. We had, we, we, we've, you're very, you're very eloquent speaker. Trust me, we've had far worse on the show. How many interviews? Usually so you, you were me. saying that you could go on podcasts every day. Have you done any big shows? Like, I know you were on the Today Show, all those kind of things when you were doing your big wins. What about Joe Rogan? Yeah, they, they go for the, you know, the, the live just yeah. in the world. Has to be the winner. And I, I know you're, you're not, you're, you're, just... you're not the winner, but uh, I do get, you know, pretty much every day, somebody from the AP will call with, want to do a story or some, uh, AARP, uh, you name it, everybody's called, you know. AARP, uh, come on. Yeah. Hey, you get to be 55 now, you know, you, you, they want to do a story on you. Uh, so, every, I mean, you name it this time of the year, everybody kind of calls looking for a story on, on a giant pumpkin. You right. know, especially during these times where people are sick of the political bullshit. Oh, yeah, you got uh, the perfect, it has the perfect moment for the feel-good story. They're like, feel-good story, pull that fucking guy, Ron, again. Roll that yeah, beautiful that pumpkin guy, footage. That guy, Ron, knew what he was talking about. No, I know, because yeah, I got to, and it was awesome when I flew into Rhode Island into, and I uh, saw your things still up it's like it's still up there right they haven't taken that down you're still you're yeah, still yeah. like as I'm you still enter hanging in the airport as you enter into the airport there's this big giant thing world record holder ron wallet and your is your you and your dad are both there right Isn't yes it? it's yeah, awesome it's me and it's my like, dad so, oh. my dad broke my record the year after i did and Son uh, of a bitch. so they thought uh they thought the you know the tourism said hey you know let's welcome people to rhode island we're the ocean state but did you know uh you know, we're also good at something else here. So I, it was amazing. I mean, there's so many people at one time, obviously not this year, would pass through that airport and they'd take a picture and they'd text me and say, hey, so you at the, I mean, that is smack dab right in the airport where all the traffic comes through. So it was, it was pretty cool. Well, that would be a good spot to have like the pumpkin sort of retire at the end of its life is find like that terminal that everybody walks past. You have a an airport in Rhode Island, right? I mean, or do you have to drive to another state to fly no, out? No, we, we got one in Wallace, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody we have we have stuff like that here in Colorado. You walk down this hall and you see this history of Colorado, you know, of what they think that pumpkin would be the the perfect thing. Ron, Ron is, so he's going to call, Tommy's going to call in a minute. He was, uh, we caught him three sheets to the wind, he said. So that's perfect. I was like, yes. It's exactly oh, what, sweet. I, I just wow. smoked a giant joint. Uh, I was like, that's exactly what we need. So he's yeah. going uh, to get to his computer in a second and nice. uh, link up. He's not jumping out of a plane or anything like that. He's been known to no. skydive and he's try skydive. to call in. You into skydive? Are you into skydiving, Ron? No, no, I am. Kind of live a you know a boring life, you know. Pumpkins, uh, it's pretty much pumpkins and and uh, mycorrhizal fungi and. Has anybody skydived with a pumpkin before? I don't think so. But the giant in a giant pumpkin. I don't think that's happened. I mean, escape from the giant pumpkin. This is a whole new thing. Whole new, whole new deal. Come on. Yeah, people drop the pumpkin before just to see the pumpkin hit the ground would be just. That'd be tremendous, right? And I'd be like, "Oh, you can find that stuff all over YouTube." There's people dropping them from cranes and not from airplanes, and... not from airplanes, though. Nah, kind of like cranes. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, no, they but definitely the... they definitely squished a few. I'm sure over the years. What was the craziest thing ever that they've done that you've seen? You know, I saw. Well, uh, and my buddy was on a David Letterman show, and they they filled it up with plastic explosives and blew it up about ten years ago. That was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, they did that. Uh, was that on the stupid pumpkin tricks special segment? Yeah. Or was you know, that stupid I, pet tricks? I, I don't know. I forget which one it was on. That that was that was good though. That was that was pretty good. I mean, I saw uh, another buddy of mine 
was on a late night show and that that uh, one of those giant trucks ran over it and smashed it up. Uh, it was, it was when Conan O'Brien had a show. He was on there and he kind of, you know, ran his Ford truck over it. That was pretty cool. Uh, you know, like I said, they, they have regattas where people carve them out and they go down a river in them. Wow, that's uh, cool. And I like a that. A lot of festivals. Yeah. I like that. You, know? you get toboggan in one in Colorado. You can like carve it out and just go down the hill, make it a sled. I'm sure it's happened, but you oh, know, yeah. no break. That'd be like the Flintstones coming down a hill with you know a thousand pounds or more. That, that'd be kind of tough uh, trying to oh, stop. Oh, that'd be great. You have the weight behind you and everything. It'd be like a train at one point. You know, couldn't stop it. Unstoppable pumpkin train. Until it hit. Yeah. Train. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, yeah, did they float though? Would a pumpkin f- like that? Float? Yeah, they do. They they float like a cork. Wow. I mean, they you just yeah you can you know like say go on go on YouTube you'll see and there's there's plenty of video of people rafting with pumpkins and stuff like that. That's cool. That's cool. I like it. I, I uh, yeah, we could definitely we should do like a demolition derby one where you mount it onto like a Tesla, but you know those Tesla, you know they have the flats that they have the big metal just drop that bitch on there and strap it in. Yes. Sort of like a soapbox derby. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Now, now we're talking. Go down College Hill in Providence. That'd now, be fun. Now we're Get talking. a bunch of drunk college kids to partake in it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we some excitement now. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Damn skippy. Yeah, just hoping things sort of get back to normal here soon. Uh, it's just it's been tough on everybody, you know? That is the truth. It's just around the corner, right? We're rounding the corner. Yeah, well, we hope so. I mean, I certainly missed going to summer concerts this year. I'm a music guy, and yeah, that was that was a big void this year. Who's your music? To... You know, I love '70s music. You know, so I'm into Simon Garfunkel. Classic. No, you know something. I you know I love Led Zeppelin. You know, you name it, Grand Funk, Kiss. I mean, I can even dabble in some old disco, too. You know, I'm a 70s music guy, so anything nice. in that wheelhouse uh, is kind of what I listen to. But You just want Mark still- over. Mark's in love with you now. He, he's a bassist and a musician, and I, I, he's been known to thump the mean disco beat. And a disco yeah. beat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I love all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that's that's a huge thing right now. I I think though, so a band I used to follow years ago was Dark Star Orchestra. They used to recreate Grateful Dead shows from history, and they uh-huh. just started playing again. They're playing, you know, big venues where people stay in their cars, or they're playing a venue somewhere where they're everyone can socially distant, and they're going to stream it over the internet. I think that's what it is. We're going to have to put your Oculus on, and you'll go to the concert that way, you know, for a little while anyway, and. And we'll figure out a way to get back to hugs and, you know, bumping shoulders with somebody and middle seats yeah. on planes. Yeah. Let, let's let's hope let let's hope so for next for 2021. I mean, every concert was canceled this summer, so all the tickets are carried over. So let's let's hope that uh, it's gonna be a fucking mess, dude. These when when things actually start again, it's gonna be. Because because I don't think it's going to go ever back to 100% normal, at least for the next few years where, you know, so they're going to be changed. Can you imagine how complicated it already was at the fucking gates? Like when you got there yeah. and they're like, oh, everything slowed down to a crawl. And then you had to get through the fucking thing. And then once you get in, you're, you're cool. That's going to be taken to the next. I mean, it's going to be like just stretched out. You're going to have to stretch people out for so far just to 
keep it safe and I don't know, it's going to be weird. You'll have a reservation to get online yeah. to go into the place, you know, like your ticket will say the concerts, your seat is here, but you have to show up at 345 to get in line mm -hmm. and then we're going to work in. Yeah, it's going to be weird. It's going to be right weird now, sure. what I've seen so far is they sell tables. You have to get like eight friends and buy a table and then you sit at the table and that's how they're doing it right now. That's how like the clubs and all that stuff are kind of doing it right mm. now. That's from what I've seen. Mm. Yeah, that's... I think there's far greater hope for there being outdoor concerts way before anything happens inside anymore. It was funny. I think you're going to... Because a guy was hitting me up. I thought that he was hitting me up to like DJ. I was like, dude, I haven't DJed in years. He's like, no, I have a table to go see this DJ if you want to like sit at my table. <laughs> so I thought it was strange. Yeah, I mean, it's some of it is, I mean, it's, it is, it's, it's definitely strange because you imagine like thinking about it as from a promoter's point of view, how much space a fucking table takes up, right? And then you're looking at like how much area you have and you're just like, really? So we're going to take it from this where you could just jam everybody in and have a real show to like eight, 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 and start adding it all up. And it's going to, I mean, it's got to be at 50% capacity, probably max, right? So 50% capacity, maybe even less than that, but a tenth of their sales Ooh, because yeah. no one can drink. There You're not going to sell food or anything. Oh, finally, Tommy, we, Dude, we, we have I haven't understood listen, a I word. Had a missing, I had a missing dog scenario. My six-pound Pomeranian disappeared. <laughs> She was playing with the bunny in some corner of my house. We couldn't find her. I apologize. By, uh, half of half Rhode Island's on the fucking show right now. Look at that. <laughs> no. Right. no I, there's I 12 say, people I, in Rhode Ron, Island. I've never met you, but um, I've, I've, I had a grow shop just on the, uh, on the Mass Rhode Island border, and I've been in, you know, Wait a minute. Never met him, Tommy. You guys live on the same block. I know. It takes us coming on this show for two guys like 30 miles away from each other to meet each other. I know. Well, we're a lot closer now. I'm happy to say, Ron, what do you like? Wyoming, Richmond area? I'm in Green, Western Coventry, right right in the Eastern Connecticut line. Cool. All right. All right. I understood Connecticut in that far away. Yeah, nothing's that far in Rhode Island. It's a half hour to everybody. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, their accents now, are going to go batshit now that they're talking to each other. Now you have to do the Rhode Island oh, thing. It's going to come out. Now you got to do the Rhode Island thing. And that's, what school did you go to? What year did you graduate? And then you can calculate, like, I know your sister's brother's cousin. <laughs> hey, you know him? It's, it's kind of like that. Holy oh, shit, Dad? <laughs> right. Is that you? I, I wonder if we can go below one degree of separation, right? Everybody knows everybody here. For Absolutely. Sure. And then if you bring the cannabis into the mix, it makes it even smaller. And if you bring the pumpkins into the mix, it makes it even fucking smaller than that. So there you go. Like Yeah, uh, pumpkins the, crushes it. That makes that brings it down to like a finite level. Yeah. What did I miss? I am jumping in late. I didn't I'm, I'm glad uh, to we talk mostly about no, mostly about nothing. you. Mostly about you, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, it was all about you. No, but I Ron, uh, repeat repeat everything you were saying so Tommy can translate for us. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm, fa I'm fascinated by the, the giant pumpkin world. I, 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 uh, I've got a couple buddies that uh, they grow giant everything, right? And I, I saw a pumpkin in the back of a small, like, old-school ranger. Buddy sent me a picture. He's sitting there. I was like, dude, that's amazing. He's like, that ain't shit. <laughs> what's out there? He was like six, 700 pounds. And we started – it's funny, Ron. We just had a conversation about you. Um, my buddy's a vegetable grower up in Vermont. It, it's his, it, they're his pumpkin squash zucchini. And he's like, yeah, I don't even know what these guys do. They're just absolute gurus. Oh, they give uh, their pumpkin steroids. He said. He said he actually was feeding his pumpkins ground up bagels, if you can believe it or not. 
and they just got bigger. I broke them up. Broke them up. So when I owned my shop, right, I had this guy that came in. I don't, God, forgive me. I don't remember the guy's name. He was a very, he was a really good dude, and he would go from grow shop to grow shop to grow shop. And Ron, maybe you can tell if this is a myth or not, right? He would go and buy different nutrients and different products from different grow shops and half of them he wasn't using because he didn't want anybody to be able to identify like exactly Cam. what he was sounds doing. Like Cam. Was doing. It sounds like Cam, doesn't it? <laughs> that is. That, that's that Cameron? That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> buy, like, he'd buy useless shit that he didn't need. And I'm like, I wonder who he's giving that to because like, you know, it's like it, it's kind of like you know, like a mafia guy spot parking in a garage, jumping in a car, driving out so no one knows what the recipe is. Yeah. Tommy, do you <laughs> know? Totally you know they, they, they the the spectrum. You know the spectrum. They say if you cross this line, you're on the spectrum. Oh, Tell yeah. my brother Cam, he's on it every Cam day. Is guy. Way he's miles, miles over on the other side. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a but he takes savant. his. But he takes his. He takes his uh, pumpkin seriously. That's for sure. No, Very and, and you're 100 percent correct because I've seen the. I, I I saw his list. I think he used every fucking item that you actually. You think he didn't, but I'm pretty sure he did because. His yeah, list, yeah, his yeah, list yeah. of products. Yeah. I was like Just looking at it, and I was like, out. I was like, this is like four different crops in one. And he's like, oh, dude, I just, you know, he was pounding it with some amazing <laughs> amount. I think he spent ten grand on a pumpkin or something like that, right? In the end, it was re- ridiculous. In nutrients, just in nutrients. Hey, what was the uh, what was the virus that hit uh, back in? I want to say it was either seventeen or eighteen. Was it like yellow vine or something vine? There was like a. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Run, that, was, that, was, that was yellow yellow vine disease, and that yep. pretty much comes from a squash bug that's infected with the vector. And you know, once they lay on the leaf and the plant, and they you know they basically they like aphids. They like to suck the juices oh, out of their leaves. And as soon as they they pierce that leaf, you know, you know, ish, tissue, uh, it spreads yellow vine. And that was that was a problem that we thought. I had that once on one plant. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. They say you can't, doesn't matter what you spray, what you do. It's done. That, it's over. It's, it's, it's done. We, yeah. thought, we thought for sure that that could be the end of pumpkin growing in New England. Now, knock on wood, last couple of years, that seemed to have gone away a little bit. So I don't I know. I won't ask you what the secret is. <laughs> yeah, we don't Bagels. know either, but we thought that could have yeah. been the death of giant pumpkins in New England. Well, you have it's to try good, some of Tommy's fish shit on your pumpkins because that could be that 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 missing link, you know, that oh, thing 1%. that sends you over the edge. I'd, I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to get, to get you on a sample to try. But I'd love to get you. A, I honestly, I've been trying to get a, a, a sample in your hands for a while. I'm like, how do I get in touch with this guy? I'm not like the most like. Look forward. at that. Like, oh, I'd love to get you a sample. So uh, look what you did, one. Adam. Look at that. Now, wait a all, second. All these don't years use they've that, been trying Ron. Don't to use try. that. <laughs> don't use that product, Ron. <laughs> all yeah. these years. Tommy, love, love awesome. to get together. I'd say, well, we do it later this fall and winter. Let's just let's network and sit and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, buddy. I'd love to. I'd love to meet you, especially because we're from Rhode Island. I've heard of, of, a bunch about you over the years. Like I said, I had your guys coming into my shop to buy various components that they may or may not use. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I have this theory that if you both go outside on your porches right now and yell, hey, Ron, and you yell, hey, Tommy, you're going to hear each other. So you'll oh, know I'm pretty sure we can put cups together, bro. <laughs> Listen, I'm heading out to Missouri this week, right? 
And yeah, I'm going, so I'm going to Missouri. So Missouri, I tell you guys all the time about Oklahoma, I love it. So I'm going out to Missouri and uh, I'm landing, I'm landing in St. Louis on Tuesday and I leave on Thursday. So it's a quick trip in and out. Fortunately, flights are back to normal. But when you look at the stores in New England and they're like, and the grows and the facilities, they're like right here. You go to Missouri, I thought Oklahoma was big. It's like, it's huge. Really? It's crazy. Oh, amazing. I can't imagine, I can't imagine living in a place like Missouri as opposed to Rhode Island. I'll put a cup on my window any day. Ron, can you hear me? <laughs> Ron? When you, when you live in Rhode Island, I think it's tough to go live somewhere else. You know, it's, it's Unless so it's the West Coast of Florida. Yeah, it's true. Go to Florida. Everybody <laughs> from Florida is someplace else. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to get Ron to go skydiving with you, Tommy, but he wasn't. He wasn't. I really... jumped yesterday. Did I jumped know? yesterday out over the Berkshires. I was out. Uh, you look good. For, you look for amazing... a, you look good for a guy who hit the ground at thirty-five miles an hour again. Did, did you? Did you manage to Dude, land? My butt looks amazing. Did I send you the pictures? Dude. No, I didn't see your Oof. butt pictures uh. yet. Let me tell you something. So I, I, I was I was fresh out of that pile driver, and uh, I was fresh out of that pile driver. And let me tell you something. Based on the last show I jumped on with you, that that podcast. Yeah. I had to, I couldn't, I, I, I was coming home. I was coming home from um, where I was, Oklahoma. I was listening to it. It was making my palms sweat. Amazing. I had to stop. I was like, I can't listen to this right now. Um, but yeah, we did some jumping yesterday. It was pretty fun. We jumped over the Berkshires, which uh, everybody knows Amherst. Great community out there. Um, I was actually every once a month, I get the luxury of driving out to this amazing grow called uh, Mass Grow in Athol. And, uh, I deliver him a barrel of fish yet. I try and convince their head grower to jump. He tells me no every month, and he tells me next year, and uh, I'll get him. I'll get him. Well, uh, I try to get everybody to jump with me. See? Ron, yeah, you I got the next slide guys coming in this week. Ron's going. Been. He doesn't know it yet, but he's going. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I've got to say that's not exactly on my bucket list. Uh, good for you, you know, Ron. I'm not too good with. I'm, I'm difficult with heights on a ladder. I don't know about mm -hmm. jumping. So you don't. Listen, jump. I hate heights. You don't I, jump. I, I there's no jumping ladders. involved. All you do is kind of roll out. You just roll. It's a little yeah. roll, like getting out of bed, just in the forward motion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are not. You're not coming across right now. You hate heights, but you jump out of planes. Listen, I had to go up into my loft in my warehouse today, and it was like I got to the top and I'm like, fuck, the ladder's moving. It's just different. Like, you look out of the plane, it's just a completely, completely – I do hiking. I use it a lot more than I do now. But, like, I could walk up to a, li a ledge like this and look over, but if it went down this way, I couldn't. I can't walk down. I'm like, all right, what if somebody knocks me over? At least I'm crawling up. You're not going to slip down this way. I can't just fall over the ledge. We open the door. When the plane door opens up and you look down, your mind is like, what the fuck is that? That's a square. That's a circle. That's <laughs> what a the fuck? Is that what that, that, that <laughs> tricks himself every time? Like, hey, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, shit. Your mind, your mind just can't comprehend it. It tries to rationalize things. Your mind's like, oh, it's, what yeah. the fuck? is? That's yeah. a bunch of shapes. It's like blocks when you were a kid. And then once you get out, it gets a little scary. But uh, All right. No. Anyway, listen, guys. I, uh, I I appreciate you letting me jump on and talk to Ron. Of I uh, I my uh, my better half uh, is ready to is ready to kill me. So uh, oh, yeah, I'm you lost, go the, you lost the dog. Out. You lost the dog. You find it? We found the dog. So the trauma's over. We're gonna go back and watch. I'm gonna listen. Has anybody gonna watch Borat? No, we're gonna. Oh, dude. What is the thing I've been seeing advertised on Netflix? It's Borat. free on Prime right now. Is it I'm, a new I'm Borat? Twenty minutes into it, yep. Yeah. And I, I'm seeing all over the news that they actually get Rudy Giuliani well, yeah. to go into a bedroom yeah. with his daughter, 
and <laughs> pants come off. Not so pants. I am hands so go looking down. at oh, hands really? go down. His hands go down. His, his own, own hands. hands. His own hands. So it's okay. He's checking yeah. for Mike, dude. He's checking for Mike, dude. Can relax. He relax. said he was only tucking in his shirt. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Slowly. Yeah. Slowly. So. His penis got in the way. <laughs> yep. Oops. <laughs> All right. Listen, before I get killed. Yep. See you guys on the next, next, next one. For sure. Ron. Let's Tommy, I'll, I'll, play, brother. I'll link you I guys. I can't wait to meet you, dude. Yeah. Gentlemen, you always rock. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, man. Well, you're going outside right now. Just knock on his door on the way to dinner. Hey, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the boys. Right, Take it, Tom. Peace. Right. Peace out. Nice. So, uh, well, cool. That's, see, that's what we had to do. You have to take, take international. It takes a, well, not international. It takes a, you coming on the podcast to get you down the road, but. Definitely be a good link up. I think that'd be great. I, I think it's one of the, it could be the missing 1%, you know what I mean? Because it literally, it, I put it into my program and it made the terpene profile better on the plants. It made the plant's overall health look better. And those two things can't help, you know, can't hurt. Terpenes, I don't know so much. Maybe pumpkin terpenes aren't as <laughs> big of a deal, but it might Why translate not? to something else. It might translate to something else. Well, I've heard a lot yeah, about it, and it, you know, if the if the amino acids in it is is what it's all about with us too. I mean, that really helps plant vigor, plant growth, and and everything. Uh, you know, natural, you know, the natural cytokines and hormones, you know, in the plant, and it triggers that. And uh, so, I'll, I'll definitely get Tommy's, you know, info and, and hook up with him. You know, a lot of times, and you know, as you know, when you're doing everything by yourself, a lot of times. You, you got piles of notes to reach out to people. It's just always finding the time to make the connection. And, uh, but it, it's something I have to get better at. And now with some more help coming on board, right. you know, I'll be able to do that. Cool. Well, I think it'll be a good meeting. Uh, keep us informed and we'll hopefully, you know, we'll get you back on the program maybe sometime soon here too. A- Absolutely. Absolutely. I always appreciate my time with you guys. I really do. Yeah. For Thanks sure. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, well, can we extend the the done deal now in case uh, people want to order for next for for their get their preps going for mycorrhizal products absolutely, or anything like that? Absolutely, I have I have an uh, I have an Adam Dunn uh, discount code on my site that is ten percent off and free shipping on all orders. Sweet. And uh, the 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 code the I'm gonna double check that code. I believe it's Adam Dunn or Done Deal. I have to I have to look I think, the exactly one Adam. I'll text that. I think to it you used to be. Right I think I think up. I told you to do Done Deal, but I think you may have had it as Adam yeah. Dunn, and it made it confusing. Yeah, but either I, way, maybe we can change it and get it onto the to the Done Deal program. I will. Keep it I, I can I can do it immediately, and I'll get that info back to you. But I appreciate all support, and and uh, I reach back out to you soon. Yeah. Uh, but thank thank you very much for your time. You, I've yeah. always told you this: you're you're a legend here in the culture in Rhode Island. That's for damn sure. And I, I hear your name all the time, and I say, "Oh, I know Adam." You know, everybody's like, "Oh yeah." I'm like, "Yep." It's like everyone's Ron. Trying. What's your website? It's WallaceWallaceWow.com. Uh, we'll get that up on the chat, can nice. you? Post it in the forums. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank That's you right. very much. Hundred percent. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Take care. Peace. Have a good night. Yep. You too, man. Peace. Mike. Yeah, he flew away. He flew away just like he flew Dude, in. Nobody made any Charlie Brown jokes. What was the Charlie I, I Brown? I said part? the Great Pumpkin once. Come on, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Mm, didn't no. No? Yeah. Oh my goodness. They're not really hot. You're right my now. age. How do you not know that show? Of course we know it. We know oh. it. We know it. All right. All right. So Ron is still on the air. That's the hard part. Oh, he's off. He's on. Oh, there he is. No, I saw Tate was in the uh, Tate was in the chat out. room, or somebody he, was. He was hanging out. Was impersonating him. All right, let's see how. Oh, this look sounds. at that setup. What is that, I man? Holy shit! He's in outer space, bro. Show off. 
How's it sound? Look at that. Is that above your bed? What the hell is that? Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> this is my basement. Oh, sure. <laughs> Everybody's got a tricked out basement. Are, you, are your headphones working? Because we didn't, yeah. we never got to do our check. And now it's, I see your... Yeah, the headphones are working, except for it's plugged in my stereo for some reason. I hear the show here. But the mic talk over there. I don't know uh, what's going on. <laughs> well, we're halfway there. We're See, that's what happens there. when you don't show oh. up for sound check. Yeah, we were there. We were waiting. Yeah, we were waiting for you for sound check. What's up, little man? If you click the audio yeah. next to the you know. arrow, you can probably switch it to the headphone mic. Did you hear that? <laughs> Did, you? Yeah. Did you hear that? Did you hear the suggestion? Go to yeah, the little video sleep. or the microphone. Uh, yeah, no, this is actually, this is my basement, bro. I just pimped out the basement hard this year. Yeah, I know. I did the full rana, you know? I like the ceiling. I can tell you're getting an echo. I, I think you're hearing the sound from the show delayed. On the stereo. So you have to, you definitely have to change your, your mic to your, to, <laughs> to make sure you're listening and then turn off your Because otherwise YouTube. you have a delay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, turn off the YouTube. Yeah. That's where it's coming from. All right. Now I'm good. <laughs> can you guys hear me? Can yeah, you guys yeah hear we can hear you. Oh, we can hear you fine. We're, we're, we're good. Okay. No delay? Awesome. No delay? Well, I can hear you guys now. We good. Yeah, so it was looping back and it was doing the delay thing. But yeah, so this is basically my basement. I pimped it out this year during the quarantine. And did the fiber optic universe star ceiling and stuff right. right here with these right here. I ain't pay nobody to do that shit. You know how it is. I like that. I like that. That's pretty sick. <laughs> That's good. You sound like how Adam runs yeah. his show. What's that? <laughs> Big mess. Nobody's getting paid. Oh, that's the way it works. Yeah, 100. That's it. That's the. That is the. That's the ticket. Wait, he left already. What that's we it. lost Show's him. Over. Yeah. I think he's going to turn that off probably because it's probably driving him crazy. Set Starry Night. Or he's setting his kid up. There we go. Yeah, I was setting the kid up. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, so actually I heard something while Ron was on that I wanted to show you guys. Uh, a couple of years ago, I had a chance. My brother it has a plane. He's got a little kit fox which is a two-seater plane, the bush plane. This thing only takes off within 200 feet. It's made to get in and out of like bush areas in Alaska and whatnot. But uh, basically, can I screen share? I uh, so. Yeah, that's fine. Can Just I do screen share? Do it. Yeah, you can do that. All right. Oh, host disabled participation screen share. Oh. So if you guys turn that on. Oh. So we had this really awesome thing. It was called the pumpkin throw challenge where we blowed a bunch of pumpkins about this big up into my brother's airplane. And then out on this lake, they put this floating raft. You should be good with now. a keg sitting in the middle of it. Okay, cool. And they were able... Oh, there it is. They let us throw all these pumpkins into the pumpkin throw area and check this out here. Too much stuff on one screen. So this is me, my son loading the Tegan, pumpkin. can you get the other pumpkin? High five, is there one more? Tegan! Tegan, high five. Tegan, get the pumpkin. Can you hand the pumpkin to Dada. Oh. 
this was a few oh, years see a ago. black cat yeah. crossing <laughs> Get the pumpkin. She's like, I could do that now, no problem. It's a big one. You got it. Hand it to Dada. So yeah, basically we would go up and we would throw the pumpkin out of the plane. Can we go over there? Thank you. Throw the pumpkin out of the plane and hit the keg in the middle of the in the middle of the lake. And so me and my brother, you know, you're coming in at like a thousand feet up, you're doing 90 miles an hour, and you're like, Hoo! and you chuck these pumpkins out and you're hoping to hit the keg. Well, me and my brother won three years in a row tossing pumpkins out the plane. It was amazing. So, so you're so not I flying. So your brother's not flying the plane. They have an actual pilot who's who's in charge of the, the thing. You just happen to be the best shots, basically. Right? No, my brother is the pilot. Oh, really? Shit. I'm what? the thrower. What? There's no. So, what, is there other people with planes? Or they? What? They have other ways to hit it or other planes? Yeah, so it's yeah. my brother and all of his buddies. They've yeah. got like eight or ten little planes. Oh, you know? I got you. It's like it's like and the so hot dog. It's like it's like it's like, like a hot dogs on the motorcycle deal. Like, <laughs> get your girl on the back of the bike. We're yeah. gonna do the hot dog challenge now. Except this is the plane version of that in with pumpkins. <laughs> I got you. Like the Actually, hot dog I challenge. What the hell is that? See, Dave doesn't know. Yeah, never never been at one of those parties it's before. It's super legit. <laughs> it's real fun. Actually, I miss it. We're not doing it this year because of the coronavirus thing and all the weird stuff. There's no pumpkin toss this year. And See, I'm like, I told you, pumpkins yeah, are wait, this, pumpkin this, this, the down. pumpkins contaminated or something? Well, the, all the all all we'll just say this: all the people that head the pumpkin challenge are all in like. You know, they're 60s, maybe even 70s. They're the people who own the property, so they're kind of like... They don't really want a bunch of people coming out. people out yeah, no. this year. I get it. Understood. So, Dave, Dave would be the first one out there. I'll be the first one out there in a little while. I'll tell you that. So, so Tate, we're having, you, we're having you back so quickly on the show because um, right after we talked, uh, it was only a few, you were on, what, about... Two, about a month and a half ago or something like that, four weeks ago? Something like that. Something like that, right before harvest season. Uh, but you were putting together where you had the, you, you had your bulk separator uh, set up, and we kind of talked about it, but at the same time, now it's being put into action, and uh, also by one of our former guests, which was a couple weeks ago. We had Gannon on the show. We talked about his field. And I got a call from Gannon in a panic because he had hired a company to come and harvest for him, and they had come in and stripped everything off the plant and had it all bagged into uh, into super sacks and brought it to their facility. And then, lo and behold, just like everybody who hasn't, hasn't worked with cannabis before or haven't, you know, maybe has worked with cannabis but doesn't understand that this is the kind of plant that it will push the limits of anything you're doing and when you're harvesting really big hemp plants um it's gonna fuck your machine up and i guess they couldn't get the their dryer unit to to work which was um you know gumming up and getting on the this apparently the tumbler or something like that was getting gummed up anyway they called gannon and said uh that they're gonna give him his money back and here's here's all your material and if you're a grower and you're thinking of like thousands of pounds of wet 
cut material, yeah. which is like breaking down in front of your eyes. Like it's turning into compost as we speak. It's getting, you know, if you put your hand in the middle of it, it's probably getting warm already, you know? So you're like, fuck. Um, he called me. I called you because I knew you had that machine, but I didn't even like, it's one of those things where it's like rolling the dice. You're like, I'll try. I don't know. This is the time of year. It's pretty hard to get people to do anything if they haven't already got something going on. But you managed to get their material in, uh, dry it and almost finish it by like to the point where you're almost done with it now. Right. Or close to it. So, I mean, that's, yeah, like, we should, we have, it's an amazing yeah, turnaround. We got, like maybe one more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, brother. And yeah, no, at the end of the day, it was so funny how that all worked out. Like Andy, your buddy is sitting here having breakfast at my house. He's like, yo, we need to call Adam right now. He just sent me a text. You call me and you're like, you're like, dude, Gannon's flipping the fuck out. This dryer just totally screwed him and stuff. And I'm like, ooh, that sucks. And yeah, we were, we're in a very blessed situation right now. We have a partnership with this company here in Colorado that owns the drying facility that's called Hemp Nectar. And so Hemp Nectar... Jeff. That's Jeff. Jeff and Josh. Yeah, I know Jeff. Yeah, your buddy. He was like, oh, I know. Yeah, so smaller world than we all even realize all the time, right? And so he was like, where did the lead come from for the drying job? I was like, through Adam Dunn. He's like, oh, my buddy is like, helps him with the show. And I'm so like, wow, that. it's such a small world. <laughs> so double small world from both sides of, of the angle here. But yeah, so basically we brought, he hit me up. I went to the farm the very next day, and I was actually pleasantly surprised. I was like, you know, guys, this is probably one of the top farms I've seen perform outdoors this year. Um, the only product that I really seen that was better was maybe Greenhouse um, as far as quality. Uh, it was definitely the top farm that I saw this year. Huge, giant plants with big colas. They're all stanky and greasy. And I was like, all right, so we got something to work with. Well, it just so happened that they had the exact model that we tout and tell people to do, which is the wet stripper header, then from the wet stripper header to a semi-truck, a side dump loader. Then it came to our drying facility. We dump out about 10 to 15,000 pounds, and then it goes through the rest of our system, which is a grinder, multiple conveyor belts. Actually, that video is also up on my Instagram or my Facebook. If you guys want to share that into the channel, it might give people some good stuff to, to think about for next year or for this year or any of the services that we can help them with to successfully execute a touchdown. Because at the end of the day, what we hate seeing is farmers, they do all the work and then all of a sudden they're in Gannon's position and they don't have the the dryer or the harvester or the extraction or the buyer or all of it disappears all at once. It's the worst thing ever for farmers. And so we like to be there as a solution for them and whatnot. So that way, so that way they can, they can actually successfully end their season. You know, I'm unfortunately hearing about a lot of farmers in the 2019 season in the 2019 season that are just walking away from their crops. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll be up in a second. 
Yeah, I know. I've heard. Sorry, I've heard a lot of that. Ready. I've heard a lot of that too, where people are just like, like, there's nothing they can do. You know, it doesn't. It's not. They're letting it rot on the field. Here's some shots from Gannon's field from yeah. like the day before harvest. I happened to run up there and check them out. They were. Uh, that was all that um, Gatsby strain, which was pretty damn fucking mm. impressive. I, I was amazed. Um, Ten foot plants. There's a picture of Gannon coming up. I think next one with, yeah, it's like, like. Eight, nine, yeah, almost ten foot. Some of it was like the biggest one was about ten foot. That wasn't near very uh-huh. but nine. Damn. But beasts, yeah. Beasts. So that's uh, nice flower right there. It's yeah, no, it was really, really fucking impressive, and that's why I was so like when I heard, I heard his the because uh, <laughs> I had dealt with Gannon on his last situation, and so I could hear the desperation in the voice of like you know these guys just he, he was. He had already paid them ahead of. The, he already paid the company. They had a cash in hand, and then they basically just told him to give him his money back, which is unacceptable in in this situation because you're you've done all this work up to a certain point. You harvest the plants, and it's the time is not is not as helping at all. So if you cut it down no. and you take it to a place, and then you spend X amount of hours trying to make it work, and then just tell the person that you're, you're, you're giving up. So what was the situation there? Not to name any names of who or what, but what was their deal? What was, what was the problem with their machine? And what was the, what was their hang up? Other than it sucked. Honestly. Well, honestly, I think that it actually came down to somebody who sold them the machine was professing and saying that it could do things that they hadn't tested at that point in time. So I'm pretty sure that they went and bought one of those cheap 40 foot container, shipping container, belt conveyor dryers that you can get out of China for, you know, 60 grand brand new. And by the time you've got it all the way installed, you maybe got 150 grand into it or something. Can you versus like this can, machine? Can you send that video to, um, to us so that when you jump off, we can show that video after, because it's about, what, like seven minutes or something like that, or six minutes? The one of... Six or seven minutes. Send that, if you can send that to um, to Mark, then uh, when we can let you go to dinner, and we'll play that at the end so that we have a, we can show everybody what's going on with that, because it's pretty self-explanatory on awesome. that one. Yeah. And then... Yeah, uh, for sure. But yeah, I think it's one of those deals where if you're... Uh, it's so funny too, isn't it? Like how it doesn't matter if it's a small grow or a f- hemp field, no one ever really thinks about the drying, processing, and space required for that because you really are a lot of times shooting in the dark because they're like, I don't even know how much I actually need because it, they it, know about it now. Though everybody who went through 2019 is well aware of post processing. Well, Gannon, well, that was one thing. Like Gannon, definitely. You uh, think. He, he knew himself uh, this year. That's why he said he's not going to try to dry it. He's going to hire somebody professional to do it for him because he saw that he, he literally saw the, that that was the biggest fucking hindrance last year. They filled up their dry space four times in a row. And if you're trying to like do that, it's really hard. You know, it's better to like get it in, fill up once, process it and get it out because if you have to start because right. everything changes in between right and so well it's all relative humidity though so that's why you can't you can't add wet into dry no. it just changes the watermark from everything yeah so you gotta like yeah. you gotta do them in, in in groups but it's still then you're yeah. like really pushing it because like every time you're leaving it out on the vine for another 10 more days or whatever it was and the, just the work 
level was too high and the amount of costs and wastage and all that. So anyway, so we hired these professional guys to come in. They screwed them over. And then um, luckily... We had Tate to come save the day. Is now now <laughs> those, again. Now is that the bulk separator? Is that or the bulk? <laughs> is that still the same thing, or is that a combination of that and something else on top? That's, that's the incredible bulk it's, separator. Right? It's technically, yeah. So it's technically both. It's the incredible bulk hemp separator plus an IEC thermo dryer, and plus that IEC thermo dryer was kind of the the keystone piece to allow it to be a seamless drying into separation process versus, uh, you know, you could take it to an IEC dryer and then you're super sacking out of it. And then you got to take those super sacks and take them somewhere to an, a bulk separator like mine and then unload them and then reseparate your material. This process is completely in line. So we have semi trucks that dump the product out on the floor. It goes in, then it goes all the way through the system and comes out completely dried and separated, which at the end of the day is what we've got to be doing as farmers and as the industry moves forward for, for large scale hemp production, you know, especially this is sheerly on the isolate distillate and water soluble end of the spectrum for all extraction. This is not the smokable hemp category or smokable flower category at all. So at the end of the day, you know, we're able to uh, really help people out because when you're doing smokable, I mean, anybody who especially survived 2019 knows that the acreage scale is much lower versus your your commercial scale for extraction can be a lot more acres and a lot more plants. And Which one? That one. Sorry. Bad it says. Uh, it's black. Video has been removed oh. by the uploader. You removed it, Mister Uploader. Oh, oh man! Somebody removed that, it. That was my. <laughs> that was my video editor. I told him to make a tweak. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he twacked. He tweaked. He said tweak. He twacked. <laughs> now we're twacked. Now you're fucked. <laughs> yes. He jigged when he should have jogged. Uh, he zigged when he should have zagged. It is on. It is on. Um, yes. It is on your page, though, isn't it? It's on Instagram. Yeah, if you go to Instagram, you can see the uh, the unedited raw, ah, raw. uncut version. That's raw. fine. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, yeah. it shows unedited. the process. On, yeah. on which one? On you, right? On the Tate. On yours. Your Key to Life Instagram. Okay, Key cool. Life Instagram. Gotcha. Key to Life Instagram. Yep. Key to life supply nice. Instagram. Nice. But yes, yeah, so it's it's, it's been, not as smooth. It's not as really awesome. It's not like, as smooth as the as the edited version. So, but that's all right. It shows all that. It shows all. No, the, no edit. You've edited in yeah. some stuff. You made it. It's like okay, it's not working. Edit in, make it work, right? Some Hollywood magic. You were like, yeah, this is what you get. Uh, we know, no, it was 100%. Actually, he just chopped my blabbering down. I was just sitting there blabbering and blabbering and turned it into a six and a half minute long video. And he's like, let's chop that down so people won't watch the whole thing. <laughs> right, we'll, so we have a, uh, we have a captive that. captive audience here, so they're forced to watch it while. Yep. It's okay. We can do dabs. <laughs> we can do dabs while we're doing it. Everybody do a dab. And this is where I say, yep, you know, yep. if I go to the Key to Life, is it Key to Life Garden? Or Key to Life Supply. Key to Life Supply Instagram. And, and what KTL about KTL Supply website? 
what about um the done deal on your website for people who are you know finding you from what do we have to do to get the done deal discount with in the there? ambassador the ambassador deal yeah d u n n d e a l on the promo code it's all set up it's been in there for probably over a year we're rocking and rolling nice done deals Let's all get around it, get it coming through Good. Yeah, done deals all day. <laughs> <laughs> double done deal, tell us, because if you ever have a double done deal, you get airtime. What's going on? So uh, I was just telling everyone to try deal. the done deal everywhere, man. You never know where it does work. Yeah, and if they get, I, I, right. usually if you could yeah. confuse them. What a great them, Padawan there, Mark. If you could confuse them, you, you might even work. You know what I mean? Anywhere. Anywhere at any time. So uh, I have it on good authority. It does not work at a Chinese restaurant yes, in Amsterdam. We know that, but that's with with <laughs> Dumac. No. So right. Do you have to go to dinner? Because I don't want to keep you from dinner and keep get you in trouble. We can always play your video and uh, get back to you. If, I can hang out. You're I can hang out okay, for cool. a few more. Well, good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can hang out. Cool. I had to go. I had to put a lock on my basement door here recently, just so I could do these Zoom calls without faces appearing like right here uh -huh. as that's your that's earlier. what you're going so, with now that's your story why are you locking <laughs> yeah. it your name's not jeffrey tubin is it no okay <laughs> that's the guy that got caught on a zoom ch chat he was a cnn yeah, I do. I new york that. times reporter and he was I in his basement <laughs> make chick walk behind him so ridiculous yeah, yeah. So actually, one day one of my one of my buddies was over here, and he was like watching me try to work and do Zoom meetings and get documents done and stuff. And that day I was juggling mega hard, like both the kids and all the stuff. And he was like, "Dude, I hate to be like that, bro, but you might want to go and spend fifteen bucks on a lock and put that thing on your door so you can actually get some work done without being bothered." <laughs> so. Yeah. After I saw the the Tubin incident. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I was just thinking now yeah. that everyone's so now that everybody's so used to Zoom and shit, it's almost like you want to get one of those old video game consoles, the ones you used to go inside of, like they have the game inside, and then just build your own like Zoom chamber. You know what I mean? Since you have good sound and good light and all that, and fucking can because you have to do it because it's like becoming almost standard. You know, it's like. It's funny. It's funny too because every guest well, we have has never had Zoom before, so they're like, "How do you do? The, what do you?" Because they know you have to get sucked into it right? at some point. Well, and it's so funny because I went and did this whole renovation down here to like to set up my home office. I haven't been working at my warehouse as much because of the COVID thing and the blah blah blah. So I set up my own personal office here at the house. And then I put this in, and I put this in, and I put all this stuff in down here. And it just so turns out that I've got, like, I'm going to toot my horn real quick. One of the coolest, like, not uh, Zoom background environments to film in right now. And, like, all my buddies are like, damn, bro, maybe i got to step my game up in my basement or my office. Like, what do you got over there? What are you, get, what are you doing over there? So, it's like, it's, uh, it's like, uh, it's <laughs> good like timing. Everyone can now design the perfect background, and that's all they got. The rest of their house is a big fucking mess, you know. It was like got the killer background. Everything's all perfect and clean, you know. They just don't go, don't go over here and don't go over there. <clears throat> they're they're doing now. They have Insta yeah. They have Instagram. <laughs> they have Instagram. Like uh, in in LA, people have these like fake uh, 
interiors of of planes and stuff so you can like pay by the hour you come in with your group and you take all your shots like you're on a private jet somewhere but it's just like a sound studio kind of thing where they have like just a piece of a jet in a place and <laughs> super cheesy and then some some famous like youtuber chick got busted you're like wait a minute i was there last like they knew it because they were there the week before they have the exact same shot and they're like that's just a sound studio in fucking culver city or whatever it's like people are killing it whole new business model what are you dabbing on tate uh i got a little medley here this is actually it's funny this is crude believe it or not but this is hydrocarbon propane crude of CBD and CBG material before D-Wax. And I've actually been dabbing on this just because it tastes so good. Hmm. It's like mind-blowing that this is crude. Crude is such a crazy term because you can have crude from CO2, crude from BHO, crude from propane, crude from ethanol, and they're all a thousand percent different. So we're actually dropping the crude title and category on this product, and we're calling it the hemp butter because it is like it's so clean, mm-hmm. it's so tasty, it's super full spectrum, and uh, it's like what I'm into right now is I've got CBC on its own, CBN, CBG, CBGA, CBD, CBDA. And I take them, and then THC, of course, and THCA, and I take them and blend them together in my mad alchemist scientist thing here, you know, my my cauldron, so to speak. Your puffco. <laughs> and I bubble it up. Yeah, my puffco. And I, uh, I've been doing research and development to the highest order, bro. I love being the guinea pig. <laughs> well, we're going to send over um, a bunch of broken, empty jars for you to fix and fill up for us with all those, whatever, every cannabinoid you just said right there, I want to try some. So I, I'm a Carta guy. I think they smoke the same out of the Carta. So uh, we'll have to, uh, for sure. we'll find a way to meet up in socially distant exchange. We trade bagels for cannabinoids. What was the, uh, so the, what's the there final, what's the final blend you're ending up with? Like as far as THC to, to the other cannabinoids. I, so I've been doing like literally one to one to one. Hang on one second, I'm up here. One to one to one to one to one to one. Ninety nine times. <laughs> one to one to one. It's fifty percent this, fifty percent that, and fifty percent of the other thing. And then you mix it all together. Mix it up, dude. It's been fun. It's been so fun. It's like mad weed scientist jams and shit. Well, those are. I mean, that's like when you're doing your your selection. It's the best. It's the best time, you know what I mean? Because it's like you're you're going through, you're venturing into the unknown for a while. Because as weed people, you tend to you gravitate towards something that you like, and that's kind of your 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 daily driver. But when you're doing your your pheno hunts and your selections, or your different hash making runs and your different screens, and those are the those are those real tough moments when it's like I guess I have to do some work now, which is get super baked and try all these different things so it's it's the the spoils of the of the game uh oh you know, i was gonna it say really, is, it, I, we um, so cc made a uh super uh chili she made a uh, chili sauce from your peppers that we got remember we gave those peppers to andy so she made a with the scorpion peppers and things 
and it was crazy. Scorpion good. peppers. Oh mm. shit, yeah. And my then, buddy just made me some with the scorpion peppers. And, I want uh, some. Sc- fuck yeah. And so, CC was making it, and uh, well, we had a couple. In- we had literally like a few incidences in a row during the process. Like the first incident was. She she was making it and she didn't pay attention because she, she went and made Nick's bed, and then Nick came in the room like ah like he had picked up the pillow like of the blanket and it like got in his eye so one eye was just like boom so he so for, first it was Holy that fuck. ice on the eye he's going to bed and then about an hour later he's in bed Cece decides to deseed all of them right so she's deseeding them all first she. And she didn't wear gloves. Oh. And she was like, she seated all of them. And then all of a sudden she started getting like hot hands, like her hands got burning hot, right? Burning. And uh, she fucking had like, all of a sudden it was like one of those moments where it was like hot, cold oil, soap, hot, cold, or like anything you could do to kind of pull that capsicum out of her skin. And it was like, all night. It was like to the point where we had to have ice water next to the bed so she could put her hands in ice water <laughs> to pull them out and it was still burning. Those, he, those things were fun. Did he tell you? Because when I handed those to, to Andy, I was like, yo, bro, liability disclaimer. These things don't <laughs> fucking play, bro. Like these yeah. will send people to the hospital and shit. What are scorpion <laughs> peppers on the Scoville scale? It was. It was 100%. Two million. Two million? Two million. Oh fuck! Two million. Dude, I had ones like this. That was an interesting this. story, Adam. But I thought uh, it was going to go a whole different direction. No, but, uh, I'm, no, I'm no. Scared. I was already, I was already like, <laughs> you ain't touching me at all with those hands. Apple, apple. No, it was. Uh, <laughs> no, it was. Luckily, it was a. Uh, uh, wasn't literally was that moment because you could see I could see the pain. You know, like jumping in her own skin because it was hurting so much. It was like. Holy shit! I'm sorry, Cece. <laughs> hey, we. we uh, I don't know if water would be the thing, right? I'm, well, I hear that using milk or butter or something. Well, like technically, that. it's like you're kind of like you don't know what to do, right? At that point, it's like because you think to put it into cold, but it's like actually, technically, like I'm looking. Of course, I'm on fucking doing the classic where I'm on my. Yeah, you got MD. You got hot hands. You got you got what they call hot hands. She's like, yeah, no kidding, burning it, and and they were like. Of course, everything was like going against each other. One was saying, "Put oil on it because then the oil will suck it out," which kind of makes sense from a from a, a, a point of view of like oil to because it's capsicum that's gone into the skin, so it is like an oil type of a thing, you know. So it's like okay, that makes sense. But then you're like, nope. Then you got to take hot the hottest water you can put it under, which is like not hot at all. And then, it could be like dropping a cell phone in the toilet. You should stick your hands in a bag of rice. Yeah, you know, maybe that would fix it or something it like was, that. It was fucking crazy. So anyway, but we did make a killer Dude, sauce. We made a killer sauce out of it. So I got something. It was uh, like, spicy. I've it given those things to probably, <laughs> probably ten people in my backyard, and like when I'm giving them to, I'm like, like, hey, are you listening to me right now? These things don't play. Pay attention. <laughs> well, I kept, um, well, we did. At least she got the seeds out and labeled and into bags before it all kicked in. It was weird. It was like a delayed reaction too, because it. I guess you just got to build it up to a certain point, and then at a certain point, it's like, all right, now I'm going to start hurting, and you got a shitload of it, and it's all. Insane. Well, what? 
what sucks is it bleeds through your Ooh. fingers. You get it on your fingernail and it bleeds down into the skin behind your fingernails. And you legitimately will feel it up to here. Yeah. Like it mm. drains down into your hand and you have oil all the way in your fingers and stuff. And then once that happens, yeah, but she was peeling it it's by all, hand. All bets are off. Think about I, it. I got to suggest she's literally though. peeling it out by hand, like doing like the, everything. <laughs> like it was like you know, uh, fear, fear, fear factory shit. If you were, if you actually were, if oh, you knew what factor. you were, if you oh, fear like, factory, if you I knew bet, what you were doing, you'd be like, was... holy shit. Are How you about you hand this? out a pair of gloves every time you hand out yeah, the peppers? Yeah, oh go. no, it was a, it was one of those no, classics too. I had a. There was a bag of gloves sitting right there, and I was like, you know, there's gloves right there. I was like, I was that guy. I was that guy. Oh. Hey, you know <laughs> what you should have done? What you could have should have done? I'm Kyle saying that peppers that how actually burn you that. through gloves. Maybe, man. I mean, it was. Yep. Yep. They okay, will. wear two pair. Pass through the pores. It depends on the gloves. You go get the real nice black trimming gloves. That's really had. Thick. We You're had pretty good. Right there. You're pretty. Yeah, that's the golden. Yeah, but this is the wrong time to try to trust gloves because everybody and their fucking brother is manufacturing gloves. I bought some off of Amazon just to wear around. You know, you don't want to, you can't check in the mail, whatever it is. You want to put gloves on right now. Touching yourself. I, (laughs) I put these gloves on, wasn't even thinking, picked up my iPhone, and my thumbprint passed through the glove. It was so fucking shitty. Nice. And it was a black glove. Oh. I shit you not. That's crazy. So it That's was crazy. my. I Heather watched. Why do you have your, yeah, you have I did your, it twice. Why do you have your thumbprint set up anyway, dude? Don't do that. On my iPhone. How do you <sighs> log on to your iPhone? You check in with a fucking number like anybody else. Come on, now. don't use your thumbprint. Yeah. Uh, oh, lazy. They, they, what do they want to know about me? They got it already, <laughs> man. You know, oh. I, I'm, I'm, I live a very That's boring sure. life. They upgrade every time. What do they want to know? <laughs> Things changed. Nah. They moved on a while ago. I, I have like, a passcode. Hey, <laughs> I just want I want you to come over and make that fucking starry night sky. That's the coolest fucking thing. I think you're in the wrong business. I think you could fucking get some SOPs on that and start selling them to everybody's basement. You know? Dude. And like legitimately, my buddies who come down here, they're like, damn, bro, what'd you do to your basement? Because I did. The carpet. I got the couch. I did the the Hawaiian back. What's the blow up doll in the corner there? You went seventies. You went kind of like seventies all out, all out seventies master master bedroom. I'm married, dog. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) it doesn't matter. You could be you could share. You could be sharing the doll. You could be sharing the doll together. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You could be one of them. That that end of my life is pretty good. I don't need no fucking doll. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so basically my buddies come down here and one of my buddies was like, How much did you spend on your basement remod? I was like, Guess. He's like, I don't know, forty grand. I was like, Holy shit, no way. Really? I was like, What do you think I got wrapped into the ceiling? He's like, dude, that's at least five or ten grand you got up there. Guess how much I got on the ceiling? You won't you won't you won't guess right. <laughs> Eight hundred first bucks. world thousand problems. bucks thousand bucks something cheap like that. You were close. It was about six hundred bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say even cheaper just because it's not that. It, it's it's one of those you're, you you can run that with a small amount of light, right? Because it's fiber optic, so obviously it's super sensitive. The little the little fiber optic thing, I bought it on Amazon for eighty nine dollars. The little fiber optic thing with seven hundred and fifty strands in it. 
And then I just got real creative. I can't give the rest of my secret yeah, out. Of course, otherwise it, though, you can't, you can't then, charge $10,000 for it. side hustle will be out, you know? Yeah. Then I can't charge 10 Gs for this shit. <laughs> right, if you got guys... Well, if you were going to say your basement cost forty grand, then the double, the done deal just went to 20% instead of 10. Yeah, it's the same. Right? <laughs> Seven forty-five. I see. Ooh, we got we got it to the to the dollar. How about seven forty-five? Is that even better? Is it closer? Like that? Probably. Was. You were close. It was about <laughs> six hundred flat. Yeah, but then you got to take into account. Then you got to take into account. Then you got to take into account. You know, you just got to charge yourself a little bit, right? Like you took something. That's just like I'm sure that's to the exact dollar of. Oh, the, that was yeah. that was. Yeah. Sweat, blood, sweat, and tears, sweat equity shit for yeah. sure. Without nine thousand dollars, me and my wife, me and my wife, like I bet we had I don't know ten hours into the design that I don't have equated for. You know, I get paid five thousand dollars per hour, so there it just went way the fuck up. Now it looks dope. It looks dope. It looks, it looks really thanks, nice. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, you got to come hang out and, and uh, experience the, the situation because we got the 75-inch, the 75-inch 75 curved plasma or the LED, OLED TV right here with the surround sound built in. And I did it all myself. Straight up didn't hire any of this shit out. You built the television uh, like, yourself? Yeah, he's one of those guys. He built the TV myself, <laughs> dog. The weed is in the television? No, it's made out of weed. <laughs> the reason that you fall asleep watching my TV is because I put okay, TV sorry, just in and that go. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fiber weed. Fiber weed. Fiber weed. And it's 100% High-potency. And then I coated, see that shine on my couch? That's actually CBDA oil. Of you know, course. you just immediately relax into the couch even more. <laughs> that's, in fact, that's yeah, what we no, thought it was. Exactly. CBN. <laughs> CBN. Has anybody tried CBN? Have you guys dabbed CBN oils or isolates yet? No. Any of you? Isn't it just dabbing reclaim? Well, it's kind of like that, but tastes, uh, better, tastes better, I'm sure. That, that's the old school tech. We got, we're got we actually breaking it down to the CBN molecule through extraction. And I have been doing, I will say this, CBDA plus CBN is an absolute miracle. It's 100% a miracle. Like, I can't turn my brain off at night. I don't know if you knew that, Adam. I'm sure I, oh yeah, you, I slept in Vegas in the same house as you and was telling you I couldn't fucking sleep the whole time and shit. So basically I've got like this wicked bad uh, hamster on the cage and in the on the wheel and shit and I can't ever get my brain to turn off. Well, CBN plus CBDA in dietary fashion as well as in dab fashion is like a game changer for me. I can actually sleep. My quality of life is a lot better because I can sleep because I'm not getting, I'm not, you know, up till three 30 in the morning. Can't get my brain to turn off. Then I get anxiety because I know that I got shit to do the next day and I'm going to be all tired for it and whatnot. So switching it up and going heavy to CBDA plus CBN 
in dietary and in smoking consumption has been a fucking game changer for my brain chemistry. From that's a, for sure. From a smoking side, what's the? Because you know how like it's kind of interesting when you see how different the different components of the of the plant are. Like you'll get because CBN's really like a almost comes out like hard as a rock, right? doesn't it, or something? Or is it? It's one of those like where you're just like, holy shit, like, that stuff's like has no movement in it whatsoever, right? It crashes out to crystals way easier. Kind of like CBD versus THC, you know, it crashes out a lot easier. Same with that CBN. That's what I mean, yeah. So it's, But it also comes out like almost like uh, solid, clear, like on its own without even, even having to push it further. Just like the D8. The D8 that we're making mm-hmm. is crystal clear. It looks like water pretty much. So I'm blending D8, CBC, CBCA, CBG, CBGA, CBD, CBDA, THC, THCA, CBN, and CBNA all together all in one, and it's a fucking great time, homie. <laughs> you just reconstituted the plant. Pretty, yeah. Pretty much. Like, that's, that's uh, Adam and I t- started talking about this, like, three years ago, that that's where the whole game was going. And it's come full circle for sure of that's basically what where we're at is we're reconstituting the plant back into to specific to your brain chemistry and your mad scientist research and development like I've been doing on on yourself. Uh, what what works best for your body chemistry? Well, for me, CBD and CBN is like the magic ticket uh, on top of some full spectrum THC, of course. Right, uh, the actual, the actual Ooh. magic, the actual magic, right? Yeah, the actual magic. Fuck yeah! I can show you guys here. Let me see. I'll show you. We have to get our pre-production better, so that when they go off camera to go, hey, I'm gonna smoke this. Yeah, all of us pull it out. What's that? And we have it ready to go. What Whatever he's smoking, we should all have. Oh yeah, you of know course. any any guest, <laughs> we we make sure that we're all there, and and we do pre- pretend to pass it, and I go like this, hey, or hey, yeah. So which one's that? <laughs> that's CBN. That's oh, the wow. CBN. Okay. That's the CBN. It's like shatterish. Mm-hmm. This is the CBDA. CBDA. It looks very similar, but it's a lot more liquidy, and it's got a lot more sugar. Mm-hmm. This is the CBC crumble. Okay. CBC. This is the CBNA. And this is the CBCA crumble. Hmm. Yeah, it's cool how everything has its own different consistency. And now, are those things consistent within the plants, or is it plant to plant, like as far as? Does the CBN always do that, or does it have a whole? Because there's so many different types of uh, resin out there. But plant chemistry is everything, mm-hmm. as you know. You know, chemotypical like uh, chemotypical diversity and chemotypical dominance as well is everything in the extract game. And so that's where like the propane extraction has its advantages. It does CBDA and CBD a lot better. You can still get full spectrum, but for whatever reason, uh, hydrocarbon and specifically propane or a 70-30 blend of uh, butane propane. Mm -hmm. uh, Newport style almost. Sorry, something just 
Yeah, it does not pull out CBG or CBGA very well. The CBG is best done with like the ethanol style extraction. So if you're going for full spectrum, you can use the propane, but you're gonna have a little bit lower of the CBG. If you have a CBG dominant plant, you should really be doing ethanol style extraction because that's gonna pull all your CBG. Um, so it's really interesting. We're tweaking and tailoring each of the polarities of these solvents mm -hmm. to the specific cannabinoid. And that, so that's on the end. Well, in the beginning, going back to, you know, what I've been doing with Keto Life for almost a decade now is breeding genetics and maximizing those genetics through fertility and biological management. So using different types of bacillus or biological inoculants to be able to create different bioavailabilities of specific nutrient compounds that then in turn stimulate specific cannabinoid development on the genetic side. So it's really fertilizer and biology with genetics. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, it's that genetic with its polarity of uh, solvent that is really the magic to be able to make all of this, all these fun different jars of concoctions to be able to mad scientists on. Right. Well, it's funny because back in, I think it was around 94, maybe either 94 or 95, <clears throat> Rob Clark used to come over with same same style thing. He had like kind of, he didn't have it broken down so far, far, but he had CBD, THC, he had CBDA, and C, he, had, he had the different components at that point. And I remember it was like so foreign to me at that time. It didn't even make sense because I was like, looking at it like how the fuck do you get it to crystal like what the fuck's going on here you know and you know he was working with labs that has had uh and he had hemp that was we had you know cannabis really like it looked like looked like beautiful buds and they were just joking because they had made these slabs of hash that looked good and you know there was no dabs at that time so everybody was rolling up joints and smoking it and some people were like yeah, it tastes good but i don't really not getting much headspace and other people were getting really really high off of it and they were laughing because they were like, there's no THC in any of that. Huh? We, you know, like, like they had pulled some practical joke on us. And I, I was just tripping out on the plants themselves because we had a big barrel of them. And we used to just, we just used it as stunt weed. We were like, oh, we need a stunt weed. <laughs> Pull out the big stupid buds. <laughs> Lay them all out. Yeah. Movie weed. Oh, we used it for everything. It was one of those things where we just kind of used it for every photo shoot or whatever. It was like, pull out the stunt weed. So this, this is that. Um, stunt weed. Where is this? This is that same place. I want to take a bath in that. Here's a better one. Who needs the best hemp crude you've ever seen? Four fifty-five gallon drums on deck. Hello. Look at that. That is some. CBDA, propane, crude. Sorry, people love to just keep chitter chatting while I'm videoing and didn't really realize I'm videoing. <laughs> Sorry. But here you go. And then, like, here's some of the, some of the distillate. It's loading. But so that distillate is... 
Yeah, for whatever reason, it just slowed way down. It was loading like crazy. Eighty-six percent. That was the highest one we got. All the ones that are crashed out though were above eighty. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So that's within twelve hours of the distillate going into the jar. Mm-hmm. So 12 hour, 12 hour, and we're able to, and so this is the magic. This is my buddy. So these cats, I'm going to throw them some love. This is illuminated extractors in Fort Collins, and they have the world's first uh, um, chillerless hydrocarbon extraction unit. So the chillerless unit is so big because at the end of the day, um, the chiller is what robs all the power that is, you know, involved in the extract process. Mm -hmm. So when we're able to take away that... Dude, that kind of looks like the uh, that. Remember when uh, McDonald's got accused of putting pink sludge in their things? The slime, the pink slime, the pink slime, the pink slime. Right. And so this is our ethanol extraction factory. Can you turn right. to mute, mute so, that? We're off today because we're actually. There, there we, we go. go. And you can explain. So that that day. Yeah, that day we were actually moving our isolation in here right next to our solvent recovery. Um, so the the eight the HAL booth was disassembled, but this is Hemp Nectar's facility. So this there. is where, yeah. Yeah, so this is Hemp Nectar's facility. That's their water soluble machine and so the, some of the rest of their lab, their rotovaps, and we've got a little bit of distillation on here and whatnot too but it's a really awesome setup. So that's extraction lab for ethanol. Then I showed you the propane extraction. Then this is our propane, um, this is our propane, uh, what's called a cylindrical film. So we've all heard of white film, we've all heard of falling film. This is actually a cylindrical film. And the cylindrical film has a much uh, better operating efficiency and that was actually ethanol crude. Um, so we're at, we're able to clean up with this machine about 50 kilos per day with this machine. So we're really excited. We actually just dropped the 50 reserve. kilos of crude, not 50 kilos of biomass. Obviously. 50 kilos of distillate. Oh, just yeah, 50 yeah, kilos crude. of distillate. Yeah, distillate. Sorry, yeah, Fuck yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nice. And then I was going to show you here's the peppers. There's the peppers. There's those peppers. There's those oh, damn peppers. Bare hands. There's CC's hand. Look, what someone's got them in their hands? Are they crazy? Yeah. Jesus. That's it's like the alien. It should burn I, through. I, yeah, they were very. Oh, hold it. Go back well, we to that pepper. I saved go all the back seeds. To that one. So we grow them. We'll be growing them. Who's giving them the finger? Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> Look how big that one is. So normal. I'm about to Trinidad burn through the part of hand there. A third that size. Mm hmm. I got about a yeah. thousand Trinidad's off that 
plant that were about that big. That was one of the bigger ones there, but they're about that big golf ball size on all of them. And like all my buddies that grow Trinidad's and have seen Trinidad's grow, like have never seen them get anywhere near that big. But this was like, I love, you know, I heard uh, Ron talking earlier, like this was an every single day harvest. Mm-hmm. I harvested, I, you know, in just Anaheim peppers, eight cubic feet off of six plants. I was able to fill up an eight cubic foot freezer with just Anaheims off of six plants. Then this was a small handful of the Trinidad's I picked that day and a small handful of the habaneros I picked that day. And then these are the Moscow miracles and these are the Hungarian waxes Mm -hmm. and those are the mad hatters. And I had 16 different types of pepper in my garden this year. And overall, I would say I would give an A for effort out there. Um, we did, we did very well. There's always things that can be approved upon, but my main fault that I had this year was genetics. Genetics is everything. And at the end of the day, that's, you know, how you built your name, Adam is on genetics. Same thing in peppers, tomatoes, Trinidad, habaneros, everything. Where'd you source all your stuff Because from? I had some, I actually, I've been buying all of my veggie starts from this greenhouse in Fort Collins called Plantorium for almost 20 years now. Um, I was a front range community college plant and greenhouse science graduate. And uh, we actually would do some collaborative stuff with Plantorium and Fort Collins to uh, help sell some of our flowers and some of our other stuff. We do some cross promotion and stuff like that. And so I just became a big fan of Plantorium a long time ago and kept running with them. And uh, like at the end of the day, they cultivate 100% organic and uh, not 100% organic, but they don't use any nasty pesticides and they have pretty good uh, storage of propagation cells and everything like that. But I brought the genetics back. I had them sitting out in my backyard and they went, they sat there for about two weeks while I was doing all my stuff. And some of my peppers got a little bit stunted out, had a little bit of bad bacteria that kind of got into their root system. And that was that for a couple of plants, mainly affected my tomatoes. As you know, tomatoes are insanely hard problematic with bacterial yeah. or fungal issues in the root zone. Need more cow mag, right? Some of those, <laughs> like literally, it's literally, it's like one of those plants that actually does thrive uh and need that in those situations well cool doesn't matter what temperature how much you prune anything Calmac. that's Calmac. it well no that pruning that's too and, and timing and timing <laughs> and pruning and all those things are definitely uh must must uh learn the hard way which is the whole the whole deal with any growing right just best way to learn fuck it all up at least with pumpkins and stuff and pumpkins and tomatoes and all those kind of things it's like uh, it's as rewarding and less devastating when you have a fuck up. You know what I mean? So it's not quite as like if it, your investment's not as high as your whole cannabis garden where you're like, oh, what are these? What is this problem? Oh, it's looking really frosty now. And you're like, that's uh, powdery mildew. <laughs> oh, no. So no. <laughs> now I've learned and I'll never do that again. You know what I mean? That's just the only way. Um, we're gonna let One you... of my fav- favorite things with the cannabis in the backyard yeah. was I grew all five chemotypes. Just, yeah, nice. All right next to each other. 
gonna be fun. Sweet. Well, um, we're gonna let you go to dinner. Sorry, we had you miss dinner. Yeah, we're gonna let you go to dinner. We're gonna play your video, okay. and we're gonna do our shoutouts at the end of the show and catch you on the rebound. I saw Kyle in the, in the chat. He was like, ah, "I eat those things like fucking. I eat those like candy," which you told me he's, he's, he definitely. <laughs> can't. No, he didn't. So he no, said. No, he didn't. I told him. I told him. I told him, "Hey, here's what I want you to do. If you want, if you claim you're such a badass with peppers, but she is a freak of nature when it comes to eating hot stuff. Yeah. But I told him to chew up the Trinidad for 60 seconds and then just spit it up, just for the pain, just for the pain. <laughs> he do it no. or not? He didn't do it. No. No. We do have this place in town called the Peppercorn." And they have a hot sauce on the wall. I haven't been in there since this all began, but they used to have these bottles of hot sauce that really they'd go up to the, to the millions of Scoville units. So I'll take that challenge with KTI. The next time he's a, we'll, uh, we'll eat some peppers. It was a different Kyle. Yeah, different Kyle. For his sure, Kyle man. was his Kyle. It was another Kyle. Oh, his Kyle. His Got Kyle. It. Different no, Kyle. No, 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 different Kyle. Different Kyle. Look, 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 look what CC just found. Look what CC just found. What? <laughs> There we go. Nice. Yeah. I'm sorry, Cece. He said you're sorry I about the peppers. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't have like all the where she rubbed the peppers off her hands onto that shirt. Yeah. No, you know? it was uh, it was uh, it was crazy too because it was uh, it was uh, felt like a rite of passage at that point. Right? It was like you must survive the fire, the fire hands. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was. It was hours. It was more. It was overnight. It was crazy. It was like to the next day. Next day, still to the like, still feeling it. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very. It's so bad, dude. Yeah, the worst thing you could ever do is chop peppers and go to the bathroom. Oh no, we know that. That's don't that, ever do that. No, no. Bad call. Bad call. Oh, there's worse things. Bad call. There's the worst things, but <laughs> it's close to it. Close to it. All right, well, man, well we're gonna um, yeah. let you go, and we'll show that video, and I'll catch you on the rebound. Thank and, you, Tate. And it's Tate awesome. at the really Keto Life. You guys. Yep, Keto Life Nutrients uh, is the right. Is, that, is it Keto? Oh no, Keto Life Supply. Supply. Supply now, yes, Supply. Yes, exactly. Enter done deal at checkout for now twenty percent off. Yes, sir. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> no, it's in there. It's in there. All right, man. And throwing it out there for everybody before I go, we are now KTL Supply. We're a distributor for Centurion Pro Trimmers. We're a distributor for Illuminar Lighting, which I noticed is your sponsor. Oh, we are a distributor for uh, 60 vendors. So if you need greenhouses, dosatrons, irrigation, lighting, Trimmers, genetics, fertilizer, boom, boom, boom. Drying, harvesting, separating, isolating, distilling, water soluble. We got you. Greenhouses. Hmm. I know somebody who might be uh, putting up a greenhouse really soon. Yeah, who the hell's that? We should talk. Yeah. All right. We should talk. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, man. Thanks for coming through. For sure. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. All right. I'll come up next week anyway. I'm going to check out that place with you. So I'll come for a ride. Awesome. Peace. Awesome. Cool. Peace. I'll have the AMG bag. Let's go. All right. Later, brother. <laughs> that sounds good.
Alrighty, um, and let's see. We're Just gonna... so you know, that story about Cece burning her hands didn't end the way I thought it was going to end. No, you... I sent. I sent. <laughs> well, you sent me something. You sent me your your description. Your, your description. I sent you the way how it should have ended. No, it didn't end that way. It didn't end that way. Jeez. Okay. All right. Are we gonna play this video? Yeah, play the video, and I'm sending James the. Um... Oops, sorry. What are we playing? The six-minute video. Look, it's 75 people still stuck on. We had like 150 at one time. What's that? That's all right. We had a lot of people listening live tonight. Okay, so this is uh, Gannon's garden. So I'm going to stand over here and explain it a little bit before it gets really loud and noisy. So first here, we've got our Franklin grinder. Our Franklin grinder is basically a grinder that grinds the material to about three quarter inch size. Then it comes up this conveyor belt. There's like a little bit of a, a brush on that conveyor belt that keeps it, the, the layer on the conveyor belt very consistent, which is very important. Then it comes up. And that first blue drum is our first heater. It injects hot air from the bottom, lifts that material to my job. ducting, and then takes it What's outside to the cyclone Injecting hot air. Which you guys have seen in some of the other videos. Then it brings it back in, and it brings it down onto a bubbling bed. That's where the final drying takes place. Once the material is dry enough, then it can hop over this little wall. Then it goes into the next conveyor. Then that conveyor, that blue conveyor it's down like total there, Dr. Seuss, heads right? out to the separator. Right? Then the separator separates it. Stem, seed, teeth, and bio. Imagine cleaning out the teeth part of the right field. You'd be like, I'll do that job. Right? I just clean I that it. screen. So I clean that screen when it gets clogged. Hell yeah. Don't boat. you worry. Let's check it out. Yeah, Tate, your phone's a little bit close. Like, the zoom's a little bit much. I tried to do that. <laughs> you can see why the guy wanted to edit it. He's like, all right, we could probably want to edit this, I think. But it's it's pretty cool. This is like a total Cheech and Chong back in the day, right? It's like, totally. a, it's like up in smoke when he goes in the back and he's like, got to take a shit. <laughs> and the guys are loading all the weed. When I saw that as a kid, I was like, this is, oh, my God. Look at that. Look at that. And that was the field that we saw earlier, those beautiful oh, plants. Yeah. All those beautiful plants we saw, that's them right there. It's nice. like it's all ground it's up. It's kind of scary, but at the same time, if you're growing for, if you go in and you top all your plants, and then you take the field out, and then you strip it up, and then you do this, it's actually pretty, and then you turn all that into isolate or whatever, or distillate. It's pretty dope. <laughs> Very nice. Look at that Dr. Seuss shit right there. Dr. Seuss shit. Yeah. Serious piece of machinery, right? Oh man, I walked through this facility when they were really just getting everything built out. Yeah. And it's uh, it's massive. It, it really is massive. And they're they're really smart about the way they set everything up. For every single type of material. She's wearing a mask. Got to feed the monster after COVID. Got to feed that monster all the time. You know. 
nobody wears a mask. It's all fine particulates everywhere. It's like fine particulates and whatever, and nobody's wearing a single mask. But while we're watching this, for all of you guys in the chat, gang, man, thank you so much for sticking it out. You're always a breath of fresh air to glance over and see Rosendog saying something completely hilarious and well, totally inappropriate. Oh yeah, you can't. You, you could definitely not do this to material that you like. You know what I mean? This no, yeah. never done to anything that you love. I mean, they love those plants. I gotta say that again, and, and I don't think they would want to see it spit up and ground up. But they did top as much as they could. want to see it used. Of course, they, they want to see it used. If they didn't save it, it wasn't going to get no, used. No, no, I know. You have to, you have to separate yourself from it. What's interesting there is, did you notice they have a machine that's moving it that changes the direction right there? And all the plastic was bitten off the tarp there. I wonder how that, where that, how that was processed. They used to take super sacks of material, but we we don't do super sack loading anymore. We have it hooked up with this belt conveyor, which is a thousand times better than unloading a super times sack. Better. Oh my God, times it better. saves so much time and so much effort. Way more effort. And as well as a lot of material loss. So we got this conveyor. Crazy, right? <laughs> and right here is where all our fiber comes out. This is all the separated fiber. And right here is where our So that's their biomass on the other side. Of the stem separated out of it, and this is I'll sell you that for, for 50, 50 bucks. It's gonna make really good <laughs> yeah, this is the biggest Rube Goldberg for him. Other, uh, so great. All right, there you go. That was that. That was that. There we go. Thank you. There's a big pile back there now, but it was, it was pretty interesting to see as far as like you know. We finally get to that point where you're talking about like you know hundred you know, hundred ton hundred hundreds of tons of of product coming off a field. Something's got to and and you have to do it in a continuous flow like that. Like there's no other way to even conceive of it because if you have to take <coughs> and uh, dry and hang and dry, you can't you just that 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 that's a game killer right there. So you know it's good in a way because it's like, like a lot of things when you do that when you figure out a way to take care of the bulk of it, you can concentrate on the top 5% of the, of the plant and use that, and then, and then you, your quality just gets higher, you know, instead of, like, mixing it all into one, which is what they kind of had to do in the beginning because they were harvesting the whole plant. They're not going to harvest the tops, and then the so they just harvest the whole plant, and then at a certain point it just turns to a big fucking mess, and you're, but now you can take just the tops, boom, concentrate on that. So yeah, I think it's uh so think just the tops like the muffins from Seinfeld? Pretty really? Much. Yeah, pretty much. Just, just the tops, huh? Just the tops. It's, it's all bread right. with you, Dave. Everything, oh, I didn't even, everything I didn't even goes realize, back. but yes, that yes. was a Freudian slip, <laughs> I guess. 
bread. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna. He's definitely gonna. Oh, so from bread we can segue into new millennium nutrients. Oh shit! Yes, pay the bills. <laughs> pay the bills. New millennium nutrients. Pay those bills. Actually, it's funny because Bo hit me up just five seconds ago. Right as we're, he doesn't even know. He doesn't know he doesn't how hard we're working. Right? How no. hard we're working over here at Adam Dunn Show for for New Millennium. But yeah, we don't have to work hard. You just have to. This never came up. out, did it? What's that? This Carbonaria. It's. Uh, what do you mean? Out? I don't know. I think it's out. Oh, okay. Because or he says coming soon. No, I think it is out. Oh, okay. I, was, I believe. So. I never saw it on the product. Oh, but maybe not. Who knows? Range, don't so. ask me. I'm not an expert on these uh, things. Delayed okay. due to COVID. I just know, I just know how to use it. No, definitely uh, check them out. Go to newmillenniumnutrients.com. Check out their website. Check out the store finder. Um, figure out if you uh, can get it locally. If not, you can order it online. If you do, you definitely want to use the done deal at checkout. Um, you can, if you go and you, if you want to just grab like one or two products, you should check out like the uh, the Ruby, uh, the Ruby Fulvic, which is the great multi blend of uh, fulvic acids, and you can use it in between, like kind of like a plant tonic or something. It's Plants love it. Um, but you can also use winter frost as a finishing agent, and that's something where you'll know your plants. You'll know the difference just because if, it, if it's one single product you're going to use, you're going to use it near the end, and you're going to see a big difference in the weight retention and also just the overall frost. Um, so, yeah, single standalone product. Check that one out. And Just uh, head to newmillenniumnutrients.com. Remember, you have to enter done deal. Don't send us an email and say, I didn't get a discount. And unless you enter done deal at checkout. That's and it. Uh, that's how you do it, man. For sure. Check. Everybody uses it. Check it out. But if you're here in Colorado or in several other states and you want good quality, top quality edibles, consistent, consistent dosage, flavor, and effect, you look no further than the slew of products that come from Medically Correct. It's Incredibles, Trupura, Keek, Clear Creek Extracts. They're even launching another one right now. The Incredibles are the number one medical edible in the state of Colorado, okay? They, they didn't get that way because their products are anything but the best. Mm -hmm. So you have to give them a try. Um, they're in every dispensary i want to say i mean i uh, close to every dispensary in the state um if they don't have them make sure you ask for them and they'll reach out and somebody like steve chang who's been there forever will have some uh, edibles delivered to you guys so if you're looking for cbd only and you want it shipped somewhere in the country you go to truepura.com except for california and if you entered what's that except for california except for california um, go to truepure.com, enter done deal at checkout. You'll get 20% off your order. So uh, that, that deal you can't pass up. Um, but we did find a way that you can actually get a discount on Incredibles products because if you go to Green Farms Med in Colorado Springs and you have to be a medical patient, um, and you can write into done deal. We'll get you in touch with Dr. Mark if you, or some of the other doctors in the, in the area. But you got to be a medical patient. But you ask for the done deal, and they sell Incredibles products, um, every edible, every major manufacturer. Um, their flour is top-notch. I, I can't even begin to tell you how good, <laughs> yes, Adam, the bubblegum as Juicy G was <laughs> flavorful through the whole ounce. And I didn't even put it in proper storage this time because I smoked it so fast. But uh, you got to give them a try. Head down to Colorado Springs. Ask for the done deal at greenfarmsmed.com. 
For but if sure. you grow your own and you want amazing, amazing <clears throat> grow products, produce, mushrooms, every grow medium you can think of by the pallet, thousands of pounds <clears throat> if you want, you go to buildasoil, buildasoil.com. And it, you go to their Instagram page at build a soil. It's, I, I'm blown away, well, especially put, the growth. They just put, yeah, they put it all together in one under one roof, and they, everybody there is super knowledgeable. So if you call them, you call eight five five eight seven seven soil. You talk to anybody at the spot, they'll be able to help you out. They're all growers. They grow right on the spot there. They have side by sides, and they do, um, you know, they they do all vetting with all their products, which is great and. It's, it's funny. It's kind of funny because I would listen to other podcasts, and it's like somehow it's like almost everybody is using build a soil at some point. So it's like, oh, these guys are. Jeremy's fun. like a PhD of everything you want in we, regards to soil management. It, it's he's he's brilliant. I mean, he, he really is brilliant. So we go to buildasoil dot com, eight five five eight seven seven soil, or their Instagram page. Fantastic. Elka missed the breeding techniques. I think it was big on big, right? Mm-hmm. That was that was that yep. was, it was just big on big, and don't ever use anything old, and just keep mm-hmm. going forward and don't stop. That was the hit. That yeah. was it. That was it. In a nutshell, for Elka, just just so he knows. Um, and our and free shipping in yep. uh, New Mexico and Colorado, an order over five hundred bucks, which is a tremendous savings. The shipping stuff because I know what it's like to ship six pounds of bagels to new york <laughs> and the most expensive bagels in the world so if jeremy can ship his products to new mexico and colorado for free then you should take advantage of that because it's fantastic definitely but then our newest sponsor right if you are looking to understand the world of glass blowing chris hubbard at hubbard glass has a, a whole series of educational videos he only charges eight bucks okay um, did we ever find out if, if he can enter Dundee and get a discount or just eight basically bucks, eight bucks? You might yeah. as well just call that a Dundee. Yeah, just deal. tell him you, you heard about him here in the comment section, but, uh, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, you, you will learn a ton. I mean, he's just a brilliant and glass 80, blower right the $80 now. $80 one is pretty dope too. Cause then you just get glass sent to you every, every month and you're like, oh, yep. cool. Yep. So that's like collector, collector buyer deal, 80 bucks a month. Could be spending them on a bunch of other bullshit. Instead, you spend it on that, and you're like, "Shit, I'm getting stuff." And, yep. and unless you break it every month, like some people. But. Well, that's the perfect reason why you should learn how to blow glass if you're breaking it all the time, because then you just build it again for yourself, blow it again for yourself, make it again. Yes, and you sir. got it. Yes, sir. So it's Chris Hubbard, Hubbard Glass. Um, Patreon the website com. is Patreon.com/slash Hubbard Glass. There you go. And we'll put that up in the chat room and everywhere. But you really, yes, give it a look-see. Yeah, everyone should buy at least the $8 one. I mean, that's that's a couple of cups of coffee. Oh, shit. Is that a segue into the next sponsor? Oh, Ozo Coffee? shit. Look at you. Oh, my goodness. But this is where we have to give a, a personal shout-out to Rosin Dogs for uh, Saving the day. single-handedly helping us <laughs> as a sponsor. Single-handedly no, not getting only that, jitters just for us. drinking. No, they actually, they did get a lot of orders from multiple different accounts. Good. But Rosin Dogs go so far as to post mm-hmm. pictures of him brewing coffee and tagging the show and tagging Ozo. Nice. So that really carries a lot of weight. So thank you, Rosin Dogs. We really appreciate it. Awesome. But they've got multiple locations in Boulder, 
Um, Dave's building yeah. a fort out of all of our fucking coffee or something. Yeah, I don't know shit, what he's huh? doing. What's he doing? Well, no, I, I got something right here for you. I was yeah, able right? to pick some up last week. Yeah, no, I got some. I don't have the big five pound bags, but I got some. Okay, I'll get those big um, five pounders. Come on now. I'll get I'll get some this week. Well, well Rosin Dog's got to order some more coffee, and then we'll increase our supply. He's personally drinking but really, all, the, all go, the profits. I go to ozocoffee.com. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are in the country. They'll ship it to you. Um, and enter Dundeal at checkout. You'll get 20% off your, your order. Um, listen, they, they, Justin was going to come on the show, but Fridays are really busy for him. So he sent me a picture of the plant he's growing. So I said, come on, you, 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 you guys will have lots to talk about. So ozocoffee.com, Longmont, Boulder, soon to probably be everywhere in Colorado. Um, but if you have a cup of coffee and you're in Barcelona, Oh, That's shit. where they have some some interesting coffee. Well, they're not now because we're in a fucking lockdown, bitches. Everything's in they lockdown lock down again. Yes, sir. Oh gosh, lockdown. Fuck. Like a couple days ago. So, unfortunately, Treasure is now closed at the moment. Oh. as is everywhere. So, if you're stuck in Barcelona, you're fucked right now. Anyway. So. Well, I got an also an email Sorry. from Matthew who runs a head shop in Luxembourg. They're now on lockdown from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. Seven days a week right now. So it's. I guess not everybody is dealing with uh, mm-hmm. the pandemic well. It's a it's a global crisis, and we're gonna just have to go inside for a little while. Two weeks, right? So, yep. so treasure. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll be able to soon. But in the meantime, <laughs> but if you're back in Denver from Barcelona, oh shit, I got you know, I or got? in Pueblo, this, or in Colorado uh, Springs, I got some Tropicana cookies from. Oh no, shit! Side, and I got some kimchi. That's coming next, buddy. When I see you next, no, that that I have those strains right here, man. That in fact, that isn't the Tropicana cookies from a fourteener. Yep. Yeah. So apothecary extracts. If you mention the Dundeal at any of their three locations, you're going to get a gram of their ambrosia and an infused joint for twenty five bucks. What a way to spend an afternoon! So just mention Dundeal, and they will hook you up. I think they have. I I saw a picture on Instagram. It is unbelievable their level of expertise in processing. And I think there's like 30, 40 strains on the shelves. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mark. I know you. you Between Med and Rec, probably. Yes. Yeah. Um, absolutely amazing. So bravo to those guys. I know they're killing it in Oklahoma and everywhere. You're going to probably see apothecary extracts just everywhere soon. So uh, that one I got to try. That high cannabinoid, that's like 98% just straight up crystals. So who's we next? Oh, extractcraft, extractcraft.com. You know, we were talking about all, think about what you can make. You could make an habanero or a, a scorpion pepper extract. No, that would be ridiculous. Then right? You're, yeah. There's no, already, forget about it. You just make it in the house it. and everybody and starts to burn. But I guess like the hot sauces that are made with that extract are the ones that hurt your stomach. Just FYI. Oh. What are you supposed to do then? Just you're supposed to just use the peppers, you know what I mean? But if you, ma- you people do make extracts, and then I will just make it for. Just, oh, then they just, wind up hurting themselves. Yep. Right. So don't listen to me, then. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But you can make lavender oils, all the essential oils, anything you've been growing in your garden. I'm sure you could process whatever you bagels. want. But if you wanted to make, you gotta say bagels. You think? Yeah. Oh. Everybody needs more concentrated bagels because they're not concentrated <laughs> enough. That's bagels. called a bagel chip. Yeah. So Extract Craft, they've got two versions, right? They've got the Ito Pro, which is their big one. Yep. 
and then they've got the sort of the home desktop version. Each one button pushed. Adam likes buttons. These don't have buttons. Just one. No knobs. Can't fuck it up. But you're gonna you need could. something to. Uh, I, I could. But that's why I don't have one because you've been you've been you've been swearing I'm gonna get one. But uh, you're gonna need to put a solvent in there to make your extract. And so you go to four two zero extractor. Who I got? I saw a. Uh, what is it like a sponsored thing from Instagram? The one of the swipe up ones. Oh yeah. So they must. They must be doing well right now. They also make hand sanitizer. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hit, hit a wall. Hit a wall. You hit a wall. They make hand sanitizer. Hey. Well, no, they got a great. I mean, they are Mystic Mountain Brewery or Brewery Mystic Mountain Distillery, and so they've got a whole line of products already. Um, and then they saw that their friends from Extract Craft were buying alcohol from other guys and they were like, hey dude, we'll make this work. They put it together and they're making, you know, made for this industry and you can buy them in any size. You can buy them like from, you get 50 gallon fucking barrels. You can get totes. You can get two and a half gallons, five gallons. 50 you... gallon <clears throat> drum. I'll Hell take yeah. two. Take two. Um, so yeah, check, check them out. Obviously done deal. And it's gluten-free, non-GMO. But if you're a smoker and you want quality flour, rosin, extracts, uh, they don't have any hash right now, but they've got new chocolate bars, capsules. You go to 14erboulder.com. 14 is on 28th and Mapleton between 30th and 28th. They are, in my opinion, one of the top five dispensaries in the entire state. And that is saying a lot because I get into arguments with people all the time. They always want to you? tell me that California. Never, come on. Yes. They want to say California has the best weed. Uh, and I always just want to call bullshit. And I'm, I'm constantly using 14er as a metric of what good quality weed should taste like. Um, they, they have their own lighting there, system. Yeah, there's, they good mix weed. Their there's good weed and bad weed everywhere for sure. Yeah. Um, but definitely 14ers holds they held their own for being across the board. We've had many times where we've had guests come. Remember we had like three people come. Yeah, everyone pulls out their fucking weed. They all bought it there or get it there. From oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. People just showed up with 14er and jars we're like, here. See, we didn't even have to fucking promote it because people just know. That's Yeah, it's the shit. Yeah. Um, a whole bunch of new flavors just dropped. And I got to say, out of all the rosin I've tried, they're, they're just their process is so on point so you got to give them a it try is. it's 14erboulder.com only one person in the store at a time you got to place a pre-order you can't show up and, pl- and order at the counter place a pre-order you let them know you're there when you get there they'll call you in it's quick easy and as safe as can be so 14erboulder.com i love those guys um, yeah, I just call it bag oil. We'll call it bagel oil instead of bagel oil. Believe it or not, I hold bagel my oil. bagel making, yep. bringing them bagels bagel every oil. time I went. So uh, they're they're fully aware of the bagels. But you remember, if you're growing anything at home in your garden, or you happen to be a garden manager somewhere, you have to go to fishheadfarms.com. Tommy was on the show tonight. His product is amazing. Um, no fish are harmed in the harvesting of their poop. Um, the fish shit is incredible. We need you guys to send in some more photos of Adam as a fish wearing a diaper. <laughs> and that's the new contest this week. Remember, we talked about it right beforehand with the whole staff. <laughs> so, I thought it was pictures of Mike Denver. 
Oh yeah, that was Mike oh, Denver. Yeah, Mike With Denver. His long, flowing has hair. Fish. There, there you go. There. But then we got to yeah. send him some too. You got to send him some anyway. Yeah, yeah we do. I'll send, we'll give him some oh. bagels. Everyone, everybody gets fish shit and bagels. Fish shit and bagels, the perfect combination. <laughs> everybody wants fish shit and bagels. Yes, Rosin Dogs. Dave is very stoned. Of course he is. He hasn't had dinner yet, so super. I'm looking forward to a bagel. Super <laughs> <star>. <laughs> Are you really going to eat a bagel for dinner? No. Okay. Not this late. I like him for breakfast. Yeah, but you got to eat him <laughs> now. Some eggs. How many times have you had to eat a bagel because you knew it was going to go bad? And you're just like, okay. And you're like, you have no, to eat Actually, it. Like, I'm really good. Uh, you slice them up, you stick them on a pan, bagel and chips. you put them in the oven, and you make bagel chips. So how yeah. many bagel chips have Plus, you eaten my neighbor, this year? my neighbor has an Airbnb, so I can always give bagels away. He'll feed nice. anybody who shows up. Excellent. Hardest bagels yes. in town. So look, look who we got. I have so many of these to share with you guys. What's that? They sent me an entire box. Oh, yeah. I haven't counted them, but I got to say there's like 30 of these packages. Mm-hmm. Can you see them or no? Terp wipes. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Terp wipes. I, I, oh, wow. I'm telling you, this is a superior product. Dude, um, did you know that they have a monthly subscription thing on their website? Look at that. And it's actually... I did not know that. It's all... It's... <clears throat> Pretty uh, decent, yeah. Mm. I, I mean, that is the perfect product to use have a on a monthly subscription. All right, well, let's talk oh, about Oh, I use it all the time. We got the done deal on the subscriptions. There we go. There we yeah, go. Yeah, just enter done deal there. Yeah. They will hook you up. They're a great, great product, okay? So uh, we, we did a little comparison with just a regular alcohol prep pad, cleaning mm-hmm. a bowl, mm-hmm. and a turp wipe. It's thicker, Superior. times the size. They really work. So, you, listen, we're all a bunch of stoner dabbers, so I'm telling you, they, they really work. Look look at that clean bong that Adam has that he cleaned with a Terp wipe. Is it clean? Is it, though? It was clean before the show started, but is, you've dabbed so much. Is it, though? That now it's dirty. It's not so bad. I yeah. mean, luckily with the dabs compared to wheat, I mean, back in the day we had some dirty-ass pipes. I can't believe how... You know, how many times you go over to your friend's house and you'd be like, what the hell? When was the last time you cleaned this thing? And, oh, dude. And you like look at it, it's just like barely the water can even get through the whatever's in there. And so bon- and you're but, sucking but, on the bowl and it's going, oh, like, oh, shit, let me burn that off, man. Yeah, exactly. No. So compared to that, most of the dab rigs are relatively clean. So. Yeah, but follow them on Instagram. They've got a pretty good feed going. Um, go to Terpwipe. Is it Terpwipes.com on their mark, I believe? Uh, Terpwipes.com, uh, yep. Yep. Fantastic, guys. Thank you guys for sponsoring the show. But where's James Bean? Wasn't he supposed to call in right now so he can promote I sent him a link and everything. Opening. I said, come on. Maybe come the on. horns will summon him. <laughs> yeah. There wow, were so many the Instagram That is the way to get James, and actually, by the way. He was tweeting <laughs> about these this like alert you everyone should pay attention he's got a huge drop coming and now he's got the biggest audience he can and he's not calling in uh, james bean we had some news man on the scene. He had some news too which i wanted to talk about but we don't really have time so have, people have to look into themselves but apparently there's been a, a mass cleanup in uh, spain of all the different seed companies so dynafem humboldt seeds and uh, Le, uh mosca uh, all got raided Yesterday, I think it was. Wow. Oh, shit. So there's a big, I guess, kind of like turn against, like, because all the seed guys were kind of, I wouldn't say they were in punity, but they were all, you know, running pretty, pretty, rel- you know, relatively 
legal, I guess, is what the way they thought they were. They were paying their taxes, and, and that was the problem is that, you know, they, it was all pretty much there. Like, okay, you guys are doing really good. You paid like, you know, $12 million or something last year, or, or made about $12 million last year. So they're looking at like, okay, these guys are getting serious, and I think they just rolled them up. So um, I'm going to find, I have an article, which I will forward to Mark, and he'll put a link on the site, and you guys can check it out after the show. And I hope our friends at Requiem are okay. I haven't heard anything from them that's anything went south, but well, this just happened I will definitely day, reach so out. This happened just the other day, so like I said, it's uh, kind of crazy when, because, you know, that's the way it always was in Holland and a lot of places when it's legal like that or semi-legal, everybody knows what's up, so it's not like a big deal, and as long as everything's cool, it's cool, but then when they decide they want to put the clamp down, it's not like you can, like, hide your grow room or change your location, or, you know what I mean? Your shit's just, like, it's in the ground, so you're a sitting target at all times. Uh, in that way. All right, let me see. Let me send this real quick and then put that link. On so, the... but if you are growing quality seeds, you're going to need quality lighting. Well, let's, and let's that... give seeds here now a little more shout out. Oh, we're going to stay on until James calls? Well, let's give him a little more shout out and maybe, you oh. never know, magically he'll show up. He, the horns oh, have been Give him the horns again then, Mark. One more horn. One more horn. Oh, one more horn. Uh, summon come him. on. The James, James Bean call. Bean. <laughs> horns have been called um, but yeah go to seedsherenow.com if you want to check out their website <laughs> James May he'll show up at the very end of the show right when we're done <laughs> of course <laughs> I gotta stop looking at Ron and Doc's <laughs> <laughs> yeah Yes, those are tame wipes. Those are tame wipes. Chat. Don't those are tame I did wipes. not say there's a brothel next to my house. <laughs> <laughs> Lest anyone yeah. think where I live, no, it's no. Yeah, nope. exactly. I have no Puffco Peak Pro yet, Roz and Dogs. I know it's sad. So I said to Dave, I asked um, Dave to. I'm going to reach out. We're going to have. We're going to um, reach out and have. We'll, we'll get. We'll get the CEO of Puffco on. Yes. I spoke with Kevin, Slap their him guy, around. and he Slap got me in around. touch with there. And we'll uh, let him know what a superior product he has and how the uh, yes. the king of genetics breeding for the past no, thirty years no. uses his product. And... Well, yeah, the fact that I, I'm I'm holding up tough with my Puffco against you guys. And your Carta fucking quackers. Well, we'll see how they feel about you ha not having the standard. See, but I use my Carta with the standard thing because the standard top worked just fine. Fucking standard shit. You're, I'll show them what's up. Yeah, right. Like, get that, that oh, bitch. <laughs> anyway. But yes, James right. being man on the scene. James, we oh, tried. We're going to sit. Okay, I, I sent. Did I send you that link? Did you just get it? I think I did. Where did you send it to me? To your website. Oh, website, to your email. Um, oh, there it is. Okay, okay, cool. So you put that link there, and that's a news article that James was going to come on and bust out and tell us a bit more details if he has, if he had any. Otherwise, who knows? But yeah, sad and, days. Uh, next Friday, sad days in the Kansas is season. the giveaway. Yes, it is from our next. Sponsor. So you have to tell us if you what oh, you would shit. do with a new lamp. So you go to Illuminar. Dot com, mm -hmm. and you can take a look at all luminarlighting.com. Yes, luminarlighting.com. But you send an email to dundeal at adamdunshow.com, 
and tell us what why you need a, a new lamp and we're giving one away next week yep. is, is it an led again led find that out yeah yeah led sweet we're doing some uh, led runs right now and we're going to be talking to them about the new hash controller i think we're going to get some of those maybe giveaways soon but only good if you got the lights you gotta have the lights first so who knows I might have to, but I'll be getting a new setup from them soon too. Right now, I think the their biggest problem with those guys is they're victims of their own success, and there um, there isn't a single light. There wasn't a single light available last week anywhere. So that's good. That's fantastic. <laughs> but, good for them, but there's man. a but, but there's a shitload coming in when those come in. I'll be setting up a new room, and so we'll be giving a a weekly update, a Luminar LED update. Nice. For the new spot. Sweet. Yes. Uh, yeah, and that concludes... This edition sp- of spon- The Return of the Pumpkin. Oh, yeah, and uh, our sponsors. <sighs> yeah, the end of the show. This is it. We went overboard, as usual. This was yeah. fun. Above and beyond. Had lots Above of laughs tonight. Got lots of shout-outs. So we got a lot of people... Well, lots of shout-outs. I got a couple shout-outs. Um, Mateo who always calls me during the call. Like, so, some people, it's funny, they always call you whenever you're doing a show. Like my mom, right at the beginning of the show, she'll call me. Just today, I'm surprised she didn't do it. But normally, she calls me right at the beginning of the show. Oh, I forgot it was your show. It's like, yeah. <laughs> magically, at the moment I start the show, you always call me. And then I have funny. another friend, Mike, who always calls me. And then Mateo sometimes calls me. So anyway, shout-out to Mateo. Uh, shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, who survived her hot hand of challenge from, from Tate's Scorpion Peppers. <laughs> yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, shout out to little Nick, who's doing his homeschooling, which is always interesting. So we got him doing, he did fung, fungi, and um, he just did some quantum physics, which is great. I was like, <laughs> he's learning some. And now he's going to learn uh, Minecraft String mathematics, Minecraft math- mathematics with uh, Excellent. a... Uh, architect teacher who's into Minecraft, so that's kind of interesting. It's like, okay, strange. Um, shout out to Ace down at the farm, she just made it home safe. She was out in Cali, says she never wants to go out there again. She's like, that's enough of that. She's like, oh my god, it's gone crazy. All the you know, because we grew, kind of grew up in LA, and so she kind of went back to all the tried to go back to all the places that she went to, she tried to go get a pastrami sandwich. You'll appreciate that, Dave. Uh, nice. So she tried to get a pastrami sandwich. Cats' and, Deli? No, that's the first thing I said, <laughs> but that's you know a little difficult. Uh, but now she because it's closed. She had a couple couple spots, and every place was like complicated and difficult. And she just kept going from spot to spot to spot. Finally got one. I forgot where it was. Some, but um, nineteen bucks for a fucking pastrami sandwich. It's like oh fuck god. <laughs> it's like she's like well that's that you know what I mean? well like, that's how much rosin dogs paid for each bagel. That got sent after those at FedEx fees, so I can I can appreciate that, I guess. Oh, you're laying that on fucking rosin dogs now after all? No. That? I oh. the bagels were free. You just oh. bought the shipping. Yeah, but that's worthless if the bagels are hard as a rock. We'll see how they are. Did you did you yeah. like No, there's them? no way that cryogenic No, I expected them No. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna I'm just gonna call FedEx on Monday and they'll take care of it. There's no way. Can it's they give a perishable you a new... food item they fucked up. Yeah, they give you a new fresh run and you just go and drop it off, right? There you go. That's what I would expect. I know somebody who runs a shipping company now, so I'm going to talk to him about getting a little cheaper shipping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shout out to MTI. Hi. Of course, shout out to MTI. <laughs> shout out to the chat gang. Shout out to Roz and Dog. Shout out yes. to Mike Denver for showing up last week and getting all high. And, and, you know, but he survived. He survived. 
Yeah, sorry we got you so high, or at least Adam did. I, I watched you get I was really barely, high. I wanted to get him more high. I was expecting to get him. More yeah, high. right. That's what. Yeah, that's I like threw papers at him. I was like, "You're gonna need these. You but, gotta get but, ready." You need to put calm. your big boy pants on if you're coming into the Adam Dunn Show studios. Calm, cool, okay? and collective, but you didn't get super duper high yet. So. I don't know, man. Yeah. If you're smoking the weed that we had, I don't know if you'd hang either. But I guess, but he did. He did try Probably. all the buds I gave him at home, at home. So some people, it's just you know, getting high on the air is. It's That's funny. all right. It's He's funny. a breeder. Well, you know, once you look at those cameras, <gasps> yeah. Like, if you look at the camera, like he probably looked at, <laughs> saw the light and the camera, and it was just over. I was like, "That's it, done, done deal right there." Uh, <laughs> ta- ta- you know, it's like we got it. Shit happens. Exactly. Um, Shout out to uh, my girlfriend Bonnie. Oh, look at that! that Isn't that listen nice? Listen to that guy. And shout out to your. How's the podcast going? How's the sofa? Oh, sofa bab. Yeah. Sofa bab. Yeah. Uh, you guys rocking it? Or yeah, just, we're, we're yeah. rocking it with okay. the same. I haven't seen so much artwork coming out lately. Isn't it? Oh yeah. Okay. Last week was the Rust in Peace cover. Oh, I missed it. I don't have to look. Yeah, again. because our drummer. Yeah. When he we had a new drummer when we had our band and. Uh, our guitar player suggested they listen to Rust in Peace. Mm-hmm. And like he's like, that was the shittiest album with the shittiest drumming in the world. And so he made it that the next week. Of course. Yeah. It's all about nice. the shittiest of the shitty. All right. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, thanks to uh, Ron, of, obviously, for calling in, Tommy and Tate. And uh, if you guys need anything dried, if you have friends who are fucking got fields, because so, this is about to get... Basically, if you're in Colorado and you have any friends who have any hemp plants out, they're not going to survive after this weekend. So they got to get their shit down and out as soon as possible. So if you do, but you, we do know, yeah. we do know where there are several thousand pounds of smokable CBG flour, completely legal in the state. So you can send something to Done Deal at Adam Dunn Show, and we'll connect you with them. Oh, CBG, listen, they just listen, need to sell it. Wow, slanging right there. There was wow. some live slanging going on. I'm yeah. just going to get that you was... in touch with them. I'm going to have nothing to do with the slanging in the wow. middle. The straight up you'll slanging talk to at the, the end of the show. You'll talk to the guy. Yeah. Oh, YouTube flagged you for slanging. <laughs> yeah, right. It's going to come up as a little thing later. We're going to get slanged. The show has been edited. Slanged. We're going to get, you guys were slanging. We heard you slanging. Shout out to Yoda. Which Yoda is this? Yoda. Your Yoda? Are you, oh. Right here. Is that why fucking Rosin Dogs was... He was on you. You know exactly what you're wearing and shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You yeah, probably have my house bugged. Peace. Uh, peace out, guys. See you next week. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. Every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic check. This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja.